Good morning. I am starting an hour early today because I was awake. I have a headache. I'm not on meds. And how would it? Why not? Let's do it. So the title was Fear and Loathing in Jersey because I just needed a place marker because I had no idea what I was going to be talking about today. And during the night, I got inspired. I also got a headache, but I got inspired. So today's title is Winning at Home. Yes, sir. Keep on winning. And here's a hint. Give us both hands. So to start my day off today, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Shelly, your mouthy mama talking trash and truth. And this is coffee and chaos. I have no coffee. I am bringing the chaos. That is my mind. I'm off meds. Again, I will repeat it for those in the back. I have no more psych meds or any other kind of meds in my system. <laughs> Let's see what happens. So, this weekend's been kind of all over the place. I've tried to, you know, keep quiet even when I'm on streams because I just, I don't know what's going to come flying out of my mouth. So I am going to do something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Hello, rabbit. How are you? I hope you're well. Um, today is October 2nd. I cannot wrap my head around the fact that it's October. It's just flying at this point. Uh Yes, please. Rabbit said, remember to change from top chat to live chat to see all the spicy comments. Yeah, don't leave it on top chat. I do that sometimes when I refresh the page. I don't realize that it goes immediately defaults to top chat, which to me is stupid. But then I'm like, oh, like, where are these comments? People are saying, like, what do they answer? I'm like, oh, stupid. Like, put, put, put it live. Um, she also said because she's rabbit and covers all topics. Hit the like button, strike the subscribe, ring the bell, and change to all for notifications. Please share this on whatever platforms you partake in. Thank you, rabbit. Rabbit's always looking out for us. I don't know what I'd do without her. Caitlin, hurrah, 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 lady. Caitlin, who has a wonderful civic duty to perform today. <laughs> and I say that very like tongue in cheek because it's here. I hate, hate jury duty. They call you and they shove you into a room with old creaky church pews. They tell you, look at that wall. Do you see all those books? You could read as many as you want before we call you. I have sat there for days, days reading book after book after book after book because you can't like back when i went you didn't have your electronics they weren't a lot in and i read like just one book after another after another and on the last day of jury duty at like one in the afternoon they called my name i was like you gotta be kidding me i was like there's no way <laughs> like nope i'm not going and it was this huge murder trial. They were just talking to us, you know, to like get through us to see if we, you know, could serve. And I was as rude and racial 
and prejudice as I could be outright because I was not sitting through a minimum two-month trial. No. I was like, I don't get paid for this. Hello? They give you $5 a day. My company that I worked for at the time paid one day. One day they gave you as a, quote-unquote, government personal day. After that, you just lost out on your pay. And as much as I love my country and I'm willing to do my duty, find a duty that I can still survive on. Because I'm not putting somebody like, you know, I'm not thinking about what they're doing when I'm thinking about, oh my God, how am I going to pay my rent? It's kind of a conflict of interest. For me anyway, like if I'm worried about everything that I can't pay because I'm here listening to this bullshit, then I'm not listening to the bullshit. I'm worrying about the shit that I can't pay. Right or wrong. It just, it, they... There's so many people out there who don't work, you know, who have full mobility, who just have tons and tons of time on their hand. Rather than let them go around causing mischief, drag their asses into court. Let them serve. Yeah, so like I said, I don't know what's going to come flying out of my mouth today, but it should be interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm generally not, you know, going to say anything bad, per se. But it is called winning at home. So we shall see. I actually named it that on purpose because that is the name of the talk that T.D. Jakes had that really got to me. It was called winning at home. And yes, it caught my eye because it said winning at home. And I was like, what the hell is this about? Um, generally, we don't win at home. <laughs> we just don't. And winning at home is always going to be something of a mystery uh so we shall see but i wanted to talk about the td jakes thing now again to bring it back this is shelly your mouthy mama talking trash and truth this is coffee and chaos going a little bit early on a monday morning because i'm awake and why not would i rather spend time by myself or spend time with you guys obviously i picked you guys so here we go uh, it is 7.07 a.m. on the East Coast. It feels really, really muggy. And I, I can't take, like, the constant changing weather. I think that's why I keep getting these headaches. Plus the fact that, you know, the, the pills are gone. You know, I was taking so many pills, so many pills, nine pills a day. And that was the bare minimum. I was not taking what they wanted me to take. I was severely slashing the dosage compared to what they wanted me to take. And it was like, and still my body's like, what are we doing? Like, this is new. We haven't felt like this in like a year and a half, at least. Actually, I haven't been off any type of psych meds in over three years. About three years, I'd say. Yeah, they tried giving me that Zoloft that did nothing. <laughs> I love anti-anxiety meds because they do work on like the depression and everything else. There's one that they gave me that was like within 10 minutes, I was good to go. But it was extremely addictive. So I was like, yeah, maybe we won't continue this one. And they were like, no, it's fine. I was like, no, it's really not. It's not fine with me. Like find something not habit forming. Like, I have enough bad points in my favor. You know, I don't need more shit added to the plate. So it's just like, ugh. 
Caitlin at rabbit. Good morning. Hope all is well on the farm. I love that. I know people who can say that not in jest, but like genuinely curious. <laughs> when you're a city girl, most of your life, you do not go, Hey guys, what's up on the farm. If you're talking about a farm, you're talking about a funny farm. Like that's what, that's the only kind of farms that these people used to talk about. I talked about animal farms and rescue farms and stuff like that. But that's because, you know, I like animals more than I like people because animals don't, you know, they don't generally have a two-faced nature about them. They're not fake. They don't, you know, they don't try to hurt you. They'll hurt you if they're, one, seeking sustenance, two, on the defensive because they feel threatened, or three, you mess with their their babies so yeah like i i trust animals a lot more their motives are a lot cleaner uh, a lot easier to detect and reason out human beings are complicated they are so complicated and i just i'm that person who likes to sit there and you know unravel the sweater to see where the first stitch was you know and then put it back together it's like that's every human being to me every human is like a one of those you know the wooden puzzles that like they have the pieces that go in like certain places and you don't see what's inside so you don't know if it's gonna like clash or stick or whatever i grew up playing with with those my father used to actually whittle them he would make them and it was so cool to watch him do it uh and it was so funny because he would do that like nothing. But yeah, you asked the man to draw a stick figure and it was like, no, nah, can't do it. No, <laughs> it's beyond my capability. It was like, daddy, really? Really? Okay. Um, Rabbit said, just waiting on news from St. Jude's on my great granddaughter. Oh, okay. Everybody, if you don't know um, who's listening, Rabbit has a great granddaughter who is going through some testing, possibly surgery at this point, maybe. Uh, we don't like to talk about like the details of it, but they are both very much in need of healing energy and positive energy. So if we could send it to them, that would be awesome. Rabbit, I wish nothing but the best for you and your family, especially your great-granddaughter. It's, I, I don't, I have no words for you, Rabbit. I really don't. My heart goes out to you. Words don't suffice. Uh, and you know that you're always in my prayers, you and your family. Uh, you're just, you're the goat, man. It's, you're the goat rabbit. <laughs> oh, when I start feeling down, you know, I cover it with humor. So don't take it um, that the surgery is over. It's cancer. I am so sorry, Rabbit. I really hope the prognosis is excellent because you can't, don't live on the negative side. Don't put that out there. That's part of like what I'm talking about today. What, what you put out into the universe, what you put in your mind, you put into life. And you're just, you're amazing, Rabbit. Amazing things have to happen to you or the world doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Um, more so than it already doesn't. 
So I'm just, I'm hoping that the prognosis is good and that, you know, something can be done to help her. She deserves a good quality of life, a good long life, and you all deserve to enjoy her. So as Caitlin says, rabbit, all the thoughts and all the best for that little girl, you and your family, virtual hugs. And um, thank you, cool gamer. I appreciate that. I really do. He said, you're awesome. I like your stream. Thank you. And um, yeah, Caitlin said it better than I could. Rabbit, I'm with you. I, You know, I don't do well um, showing my feelings without getting really upset. So I'm with you. And we love you. So if you need any of us, please, please reach out. Don't. Don't do the silence thing. If you need anybody, you got us on Discord. You know that. You could reach out to any of us. Any of us. So maybe this will help a little bit. At least it'll give you something to listen to to distract you a little. So winning at home. So haha, very, you know, tongue in cheek, whatever. Because, you know, me winning. It's winning at home. So I did this kind of for him a little bit. Just, you know, because he's always there for me. It's just funny. Um, PD Jake said, we are all dirt people made into vessels meant to glorify God on earth. We're bags of clay filled with glory. We cultivate the spirit, but yet we give more worth to the vessel. We will reject a treasure because of that vessel. When we encounter someone we admire, we hold them up. But when we discover that they have human problems like we do, we reject them, as they no longer seem as divine as they once were. This, to me, was... Oh, God. It, it might not have hit me two years ago. I doubt it would have because I just I didn't think much about any kind of physicality like if I did what I had to do I moved around I jumped around I danced around whatever the hell I had to do it it was mindless it was thoughtless I never had to put thought into the energy that went into moving around and doing ordinary things like washing the dishes or I don't know standing upright for a certain amount of time I, I didn't think about it for me. I thought about it for Katie. I made adjustments around the house, did everything, you know, made sure that her pathway was clear. You know, I I had to push her a lot. I had to, you know, like demand that she use the walker in the house instead of the wheelchair. Never mind the fact that it saved the corners of all my walls because we were down to like metal. I had to rebuild all the corners of the walls because this child, I'd never want her to drive. Her use of the wheelchair was any indication. They used to call her Speedy in high school. The teachers called her that because she would just go zoom, like just zooming down the freaking hallway. And she didn't care if you were in her way or not. She'd run you right the fuck over. She didn't care. <laughs> she was in beep, beep, get out of my way. I got places to be. And she would just take off running. And it was just, it was always so like a thing for us. But for me, I never had to think about, you know, dumping the garbage. 
I, I never thought that would be an issue. You know, I never thought going to get the mail would be like running a triathlon, you know, and I got all these things that I took for granted taken away from me. And it did. It made me very resentful toward my own vessel for betraying me. You know, because my spirit is strong. My mind is, okay, getting better. Um, I'm conflicted, but that's because the ups and downs of the medicine withdrawal, which I do have. I have so much. <laughs> I have chills um, all the time. I get headaches. But that just proves to me how much poison I had in my body. When I think of the things they had me on and all the restrictions that went with them that they completely ignored with all the warnings that went with them, which again, <laughs> completely ignored the outright rules that told them you cannot give this medicine to a person with asthma, thyroid disease, <laughs> or any kind of, you know, like, the swelling that got hugely worse after they switched my meds that put me in the chair. It put me down. And I'm going to, it's going to take so much longer to do away with all the effects that that had and go back to being my old self. Like I, I will never be the person I was before because my perspective has changed, my, my vulnerability levels have changed, my trauma has changed because I've dealt with so much because I had no choice. I had to fix something about myself. See, you can't fix me. Winning can't fix me. My doctors can't fix me. Only I can fix me. But I need help. I don't need anybody to do it for me. I just need to know that somebody's there every time I hit that wall and go, I don't want to do this anymore. Because it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, absolutely, Caitlin said to Rabbit, DMs are always open for the Rabbit if you need anything at all. Absolutely, here, here. You know, you're very loved very loved uh, I just <laughs> you mean a lot to me rabbit and I don't I don't want to dwell on it because I know you're a little like all right all right all right move on but <laughs> it's just how it is um Jake went like TD Jake went on to talk Pastor Jake I guess we can call Pastor Jake's went on to talk about manifestation what he sees as manifestation. Now, we all talk about, you know, oh, I'm going to manifest this, you know, beautiful future. I'm going to manifest, you know, wealth. I'm going to manifest, you know, like a lover. I'm going to manifest, you know, a trip, a vacation, um, a business success. I'm going to manifest all these things in my favor. Okay. When we manifest things, we do them for ourselves. What are we doing you know, to contribute to the outside world, outside of us. 
Yes, improve yourself. Yes, hope for everything good for yourself. You should. If you're not, oh, dear God, then you and I can talk because I do that shit all the time. I psych myself out and say, oh, you don't deserve this. You know, it's not about deserving. Screw deserving. Everybody should be loved. Everybody's worthy of love. Everybody has value. And like I said in my stream the other day, God so loves the world. Even when you're a useless, lying, manipulative, you know, piece of shit. Even when you're the best person in the world, he's not going to love you more or less than that piece of shit. And I think as humans, we really need to come to terms with that. God's love is just infinite and it's for everybody. Even the people that claim to walk in his light and spew venom at every turn. I mean, I always, we, we joke that I need Jesus. Jesus and me are good. I think other people need Jesus. And I'm more than willing to share him. There's more than enough of him to go around. So you all go and you find Jesus in whatever way you need. But Pastor Jakes talked about manifestation. And he said, what is in your mind will be in your life. Because God will see it through, basically. If you have good things in your mind, good things will be in your life. But if you have nothing but negative things, bad things in your mind, thank you, rabbit. If you have nothing but bad things in your mind, the outside world is going to be full of bad things because that's all you see. That's the lens you use. If you use a positive lens, you see positive things. You see the positive side of even the bad things. That could trip you up, in my opinion. I mean, I know he's all about, you know, see it this way, see it that way. But I feel like sometimes we look at negative people and bad people and we insist on pointing out the positive. That's great. You know, I could drink a glass of poisoned water it's 98 percent pure water two percent poison am i going to focus on the well i'll just drink the 98 percent no you got to take the good with the bad if you take it at all that's your choice if you choose the 98 percent water you're also choosing the two percent poison it's not the water that'll kill you. Although after last night's stream, I, I'm, you know, <laughs> rethinking that, that line. But um, that 2% water, if it doesn't kill you, it, it's going to work its way through you and do some damage. It's going to make you sick. It's going to try to weaken you, try to destroy you. Maybe you know the antidote to that poison. That's why you took it. Maybe you're hoping somebody out there has the antidote and you're just, oh, you're just crossing your fingers and you're just like, maybe, maybe I could just, you know, um, maybe I'll find somebody who knows what to do to get this poison, you know, out of me. <laughs> That's a song. Um, it's a Bon Jovi song. Of course it is because Jersey girl. 
Elizabeth OG, hola, how are you? Amelia Sparkles, good day to you, lovey. Good day, good day. Uh, Elizabeth OG said, can I not have the poison? Well, see, that's the choice. If you're looking at a glass that's 98% water, 2% poison, you know it's 2% poison, and you choose to drink from that glass because you want to be all... I'm 100% positive and there's no negativity in the world. Yeah, you're taking in that 98%, you know, good quenching water. But that 2% is going to try to kill you. So it's our choice to ignore the negative when we see the positive. Now, like I'm saying, different negatives call for different introspection, different investigation. Um. Uh, some negatives in people are just standard negatives. Like maybe they're a little full of themselves. You know, maybe they, I don't know, have like snaggle teeth. Maybe they look a little bit like a crackhead. You know, I don't know. Like maybe they have like little things that you're like, ah, that's nothing. Because it's not something that they really, you know, can affect you with. But if you're in a situation where you're looking for the positive, and most of it is kicking your ass. And you're like, no, but look, 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 it's now I'm going to reverse it. It's 98% poison, 2% water. And you're the damn optimist that keeps going, but there's still 2% water. There's 2% water. Dude, you're dying and you don't even know it. Like you're literally killing yourself trying to look for the positive when it's rapidly diminishing. And that's up to you. Everybody gets that choice. God gave us free will. You can choose to drink pure water. You can choose to drink pure poison. You could choose to look at a situation that's a mix of both and roll the dice. You don't know what's going to happen. But if you choose to roll those dice, you really don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to, to bitching about it. That's my, my take on it. Because I've been put in situations where I'm like, yeah, I'll drink the poison because I mostly see water. And then when I'm, you know, dying, I'm like, what happened? I don't really have a leg to stand on because I knew that there was poison. Maybe I didn't know how much poison, but it took a shot. You know, when you play Russian roulette, eventually you get the bullet. And you got to deal with it. And his manifestation theory that whatever's in your mind, you're putting out there. I do agree with it, but I agree that's more when you're thinking about, like, your own self. Elizabeth said, so I die each time. Wait, what? If you choose to drink from a poisoned well, <laughs> it's going to affect you. It might not affect you to the point where you die. It might just give you a stomachache, might just give you a headache, might do nothing. Might be a poison that your body can handle. I'm just saying when you choose to look at the world and not recognize that there are two agents at work in the same scenario, if you choose to ignore the bad and only see the good, don't be surprised when that bad sneaks up and bites you in the ass. 
You know, I would love to think that the world is like rose-colored. They freaking called me Pollyanna all the time because I, I see potential in people. And I go, no, they're not. They're not sacks of shit. Those are good people. I can, I can see it. Why can't anybody else see it? And you know what? It's because I am not focusing on both sides of that coin. I'm not focusing on both factors. I'm only seeing what I choose to see because something in me needs that right then and there. Or maybe I'm not educated enough or maybe I'm just not experienced enough to recognize it. The thing is, if there's poison in the well, you're going to get poison. You're just going to. And it's your choice. Caitlin said, see, and this is why I drink my Coke Zero and sweet tea. Girl, sweet tea is made with water. What? <laughs> and we discussed this last night. The fluoride. No, no, no. Like, it's not good. Uh, they don't pretend to be healthy and safe. I know it's poison. She's like, yeah, I know it's poison. See, but again, that's a conscious choice. You choose to put that stuff in your in your body the same way I choose to smoke. And I choose to have soda every couple of days because you know what? If I don't, I get a headache. Tylenol did not make my headache go away. And I went and grabbed one of my emergency sodas and it's receding. So <laughs> it's like my body wanted caffeine or carbonation or something, something. At the expert. What's at the expert? I'm very confused, Caitlin. I've had about maybe five hours of sleep, which is a lot for me, I know. But it's still not enough. And I feel a little nutty. All right. So what he said was, besides my little diatribe rant on the side, uh, he said, and this is a quote, we are... Raising our women to be men. Stop bragging about how much you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. That's his quote. And I got that. I did. It, I was like, okay, we're out here complaining that, you know, um, here. <laughs> That's true. Caitlin said uh, at the expert, he said, crackheads, you date one and get branded for life. That's only if people find out about it. Um, and then you could always move, like just move like countries. Nobody's going to follow you. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, what? I don't know what language that is. I'm guessing. I, you know what? I'm not even going to try to guess, Elizabeth. <laughs> I have no idea what you said. Z A V S T R E C H U question mark. LOL. I don't know what that means. Um, but I'm sure it was funny. <laughs> I'm sure it was. It certainly was funny seeing that there. Oh, she said it's a vodka cheer. Ah, okay. I haven't drank in many years, so <laughs> talking about poison. Yeah, exactly, because I tried to poison myself with a whole bunch of wine and like over-fermented spoiled wine. 
which made me super sick. And I, no, I even see a glass of wine. I'm like, oh, no, got to go. Because that really messed me up. It really did. Ah, there we go. Caitlin pulled out her Irish with Shlante. <laughs> I'll top that with Salud. Might as well all join in. So, yes. Yeah, so um, he said, you know, when you're bragging about how much you don't need me, then you wonder why I stay away. Like, I, why I shy away. Why would somebody try to be a part of your life when you're actively saying, I don't need you. You can go. You mess up even once, you're gone. Everybody's going to mess up. Everybody. Nobody goes through this life being like, hey, I never made a mistake. No, that's why people give you grace. That's why people have mercy on you. That's why they forgive you. Because people mess up. I've messed up plenty in my life. I own every single one of them, which is what kills me because I will own up to every single thing that I have done. So if I'm telling you I didn't do something, you might want to pay attention to it. Just saying. So it's a thing. It's been a theme my whole life. It's like, whatever. You know, my uncle loved to blame me for shit he did because he didn't want to get in trouble. Could you imagine a man 25 years older than me going, M Michelle did it. Really? What? <laughs> really? You're going to put it on me? I'm like, four. Shut up. Like, I can't. But, you know, when it comes to mothers, boys are all the same. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. She did it. Like, it was just, I was just a stand-in for his sister. Because that's what he did to my mother all the time. That's why she got hit all the time. Unfortunately for him, I was the grandchild, so I didn't get in trouble. Not really. Uh, Rabbit said, got to go finish chores. I'll be back. Okay, Rabbit. Be careful out there. Out there, there be, there be dragons out there. I know. I told you. Crazy. Chaos. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how the stream is going to go. And I really don't give a shit at this point. I'm just letting it out. It's like taking, you know, like the release valve off the pressure cooker. Um, so the men that I, I've dealt with in my life, I mean, my whole life, I've never had a woman in their life. They've never had a woman in their life turn around and say, I don't need you. I'm not talking about the guys that I was, I was with, even though I didn't say that to them. I never turned around. I was like, fine. You know, like you, you want to walk out there, walk out the goddamn door. I don't need you. I don't need anything from you. I needed plenty from them. I just couldn't get it. It just was not in their repertoire. They did not have the capability to give me what I needed, let alone what I wanted. You know, my want column has always been very, very small compared to my need column. And my ability to share what I need that's a recent thing. You know, there's a reason why Katie's father was like, I didn't have to come around. You know how to do everything. What? You can handle everything. What the hell you need me for? I didn't need you. Your daughter needed you. So what I needed was for you to be a man and show that little girl what the right standards were for what she was to expect from men in her life. Did you do that? No. 
you sack of shit. You dropped the ball and you decided that your friends and partying and all this was more important. So fuck you sideways. Like you went off and did your thing. Keep going and doing your thing. For some reason, he thinks that that door keeps swinging back this way and he could just walk through it. He walks through that door. We're going to play the reenactment of, oh, that knife doesn't look that sharp. You know, that's what we're going to replay. Because my daughter's 28 years old. You weren't there a day for not one goddamn day in her life. Were you there for her? Were you here pretending to be there for her so you could get me? Yep, sure were. Sure were. Did I let you have it so you could try to be a father? So I could get you to get some time? I, like I said, I'll do anything for my kids. And if I have to put up with their fathers, have them in their lives, then I'm going to do that. And I did. If I had a cover for them for holidays, they didn't call for by saying, oh, you know, dad, daddy's really busy. He works so hard. Then that's what I did. Because I spent my whole childhood knowing my father was a piece of shit, but everybody insisting on telling me that. Like, bro, don't tell me shit I already know. You're all telling me what a piece of crap he is. Yeah, <laughs> you keep handing me to him every week. Every week. How does that make sense? How? But okay, we'll play your game your way. And that was my whole fucking childhood. Like, okay, this is a terrible person. They're a piece of shit. I don't trust them with a, you know, a rat. Oh, here, yeah, go ahead. Take her for the weekend. What? Like, how do those two things go together? I, I never did that with my kids. Like, if their fathers wanted to see them, oh, you best believe I was there the whole freaking time. I don't trust nobody. Mm -mm. But I made sure that my home was open to them. That they felt comfortable coming here to see their children. They bitch and moan and whatever about, oh, you know, you didn't do it. No, I didn't put out because guess what? My shit is not yours. You don't have ownership of me. You didn't marry me. We are not bound together. We can be friends. I got no problem being that, but you can't get past the fact that I'm not giving you what you want. So now I got to give you what you want so that you, what, pick up the role of father again? If ever? I tried that. I tried that with both of them. It didn't work. They were more into like being with me than they were with being there with their kids. I don't need that shit. I would rather use a battery operated device and spend the rest of my life alone than sit down with those two motherfuckers and give them what they want. But I sold them as good dads to their kids. Why? Because I wanted my kids to feel loved by their fathers. I didn't want them to feel rejected by their fathers. I didn't want them to feel like they were nothing. These men gave me the ability to make these amazing kids who I have very odd relationships with. I don't talk to my kids like other people do. And they don't talk to me like other kids talk to their parents because we're together literally 24-7. Not a lot of people can say that. Not a lot. My kids are also pretty much grown. Grown. So it's like, 
I did my job. My daughter is the sweetest girl in the world. She's always happy. She's always ready to help. She's always ready to talk. She thinks everything in the world is hilarious. You know, and I, I tease her all the time. Like Katie has quirks that I fucking love. <laughs> and rather than her be embarrassed by the things that happen, I turn them into a joke and I make her laugh. And I've been doing it since she was little. People take it like it's a bad thing. Whatever. When Katie laughs... <laughs> She farts <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> and I, I always tease her cause I'm like, I'm like, no, no, don't, no, don't you laugh. I see it in your face. Don't you dare. Don't you start farting. And she just loses it. And she's just like, Ma! and it's just, she starts farting. And then she laughs for like a half hour straight. And it's the best thing ever. And I'm just like, get the hell out of here. Like get out of my face. <laughs> Because that's the way we all talk to one another. That's how we talk to each other here. If I go, oh, you're my angel, you're whatever. And then she steps outside these doors and meets the people in this town. She is unfucking prepared. As it is, she can take it on the chin every time and fire back with a smile on her face and those damn two dimples in the one cheek. Just the double dimple kills people. Uh, but that's what she does. You know, I joke with her. I make her laugh until she farts. Then I make her laugh because she farted. And then she's just laughing. And that's where I want her to be. I want her to be happy. I don't want her to carry my burdens. I don't want her to live my life. I've told her that since she was little. Make better choices than mommy did. Don't live my life. But I never said that their father's like her father was garbage that he chose to like jump ship and leave <gasps> lady awesome good day good day she said i'm catching up on double the speed i'm about 15 minutes behind see you live soon <laughs> it's fine it's because you know me i'll just keep talking um yeah i never i never told her that there was anything bad about her father. I never told her that he didn't pay child support. I never told her that, you know, he just used to come around for me. I'm pretty sure she knew that, at least when she got older. Because she'd be like, Dad's getting divorced. Why does he want your phone number? Uh -huh. I was like, nah. I was like, surely after 30 years of rejection, like me treating him like crap and telling him I can't stand you but here you know do your job I would be nice to you if you did your job but no he just he refuses to be a man and so I treat him like he's not one because he's not and he as soon as he was like oh you know I'm getting divorced Started calling me and, hey, why don't I come up there? Hey, how about no? Like, <laughs> oh, my birthday is coming up. Good. Go fuck yourself because I'm not doing it. Like, uh-uh. Like, shop's closed. That kid is grown. Your, your chance to get in there was long gone. Long gone. Stop it. Like, 
Mm-mm. And the other one with my son, my son is the one that's like, you know, he's here. He's yelling at me for nothing on my birthday. Can you please come help? Because I was actually across the street trying to get like his present and everything, you know, ready and give him a little alone time with his father. He was 11. And he called me hysterical because his his father started berating him about, oh, you need to call me. You don't call me. Dude, you are in your 40s. In your 40s, and you're not contacting your 11-year-old child, but you expect him to maintain the relationship. Get out of my face with that bullshit. And you're going to come up at him on his birthday and start putting him down. Oh, you are you don't have autism. You don't have that. So I came home, and I was like, what's going on? And the one is sitting there with a freaking storm on his face, and then, you know, you had the father. It was like, what's going on? Oh, well, you know, my son thinks I was like, now he's your I wanted to say, like, now he's your son. Okay. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I listened to both sides and I was like, you know what? His birthday, why are you starting with him? I can say what I want. You can't take my authority. What? I I can't. What authority? This is my house. You don't pay child support you're not even on the birth certificate like this is all stuff that i want to like scream at him and i'm just like mm-hmm. okay connor's upset it's his birthday i really don't appreciate your attitude and he was like well then i'll just leave if you don't want me to say anything you don't want me to tell him what he's doing wrong i'll just go i said good get the fuck out just like that that one came out of my mouth good get the fuck out bye you don't get to attack him, especially in front of his friends on his birthday when you haven't been around in like forever. And then you expect me to what cater to you? Why? Because you exist. Fuck you. You didn't earn shit. You're not a man. Get out. Now, the end part was all in my head, although I did say it later. Um, but that was privately. I didn't let my son hear that. But yeah, no, in front of my son, I was like, no, you're not willing to stop. OK, get the fuck out. Oh, you want me to leave? Yes. Get out. If you're not willing to be nice to your only son on his birthday, get the fuck out. He don't need that shit. He really doesn't. And I don't need it either. Get out. And that was not me saying I don't need you because I desperately needed him to be a father. But he desperately wanted to be a man child. And I don't need that shit. I'm not raising him because his mother fucked up. Sorry, Titi, but it's true. You just threw the kid out and was like, here you go. Raise yourself. And that's what you got. You got a man who does not value his child. And thinks the whole world should bend to him. Fuck you. Uh, lady, I'm sorry. I, I I got lost in that. Didn't pay attention to chat. I get heated when it comes to my kids' fathers because they have amazing kids. Amazing. My son is, oh my God, brilliant. He's funny. He's sweet. He's kind. He's built like a brick shit house, you know, so he can look a little scary. But he's 
he's a good person. He's got a good heart. He's got an amazing heart. And I personally think he's an amazing person. Does he have flaws? Of course, everybody does. But he's 16. He's growing. You know, he's going to become, I hope, if he listened to even 10% of what I've said his entire life, a great man. You know, he already knows that he does not want to be a father if he thinks he's going to be his father. And those were his words, not mine. This is the six-year-old who put a Father's Day card in the living room window on the off chance that his father might pass, his father who he knew lived in Philly, on the off chance this man would pass. And see it and want to visit him. No amount of mother's love can counter that kind of hurt. None. And I've done my best. I have. And I hear people on streams just dogging single mothers. Oh, they're just raising kids that are going to jail later. Fuck you. Why don't you talk about the hoochie mamas who don't pay attention to their kids? I've dedicated my entire adult life to my kids. I went and got a goddamn college degree so I could understand them better. I reduced my income by more than 75 fucking percent so that I could spend more time with my kids and be there for them after school when they needed me and on holidays when I had nobody to watch them and on summers where we could do things together. They could do the summer camps. They could do whatever because I was available to bring them there. I, I want to hurt these men, not because they're men, because they're humans who are just walking pieces of shit in my eyes. Because they let their kids down. And no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't, I couldn't make up for the lack of them being there. But I had to make a choice, you know, let them do what they wanted to do or hold them accountable through what? Through family court? I didn't want to go to family court. I didn't want my kids going through that. I didn't want them to know that the only reason their fathers were there was because they were legally required to. What the fuck does that say to a kid? Especially when they're older. Like, you grow up with this premise thinking... Oh, I'm loved, I'm whatever. And then you're like, wait a minute. He only came around because the court made him? So they just, they'll just negate all that good stuff that they experienced. Any kind of presence that father had just whoop, knocks it right out because now they know you weren't there because you wanted to be. You are there because you had to be. Somebody made you. And I didn't want that on my kids. I would rather they 
interact with their fathers as much as possible and draw their own conclusions when they were older. My son is well aware that his father is an asshole. And he's like, you know, I, I don't want to see him. He said, but I don't get it. When he does say, oh, I'm downstairs, like come down, because that's what he does out of the blue, like once every two years. Well, now it's like once every three years, but before it was like once every two years. I think the pandemic threw him off. But um, yeah, he shows up and he's like, come downstairs. And Connor's like, I don't get it. Because when he does that, I'm happy for a little bit. And I'm excited and I shouldn't be. I was like, of course you should be. Of course you should be. I would never tell you not to be. That's your dad. Like, that's the only one you really get. You know, you're older. I can't, I can't give you a dad. You know, I tried with Katie. I tried getting married. And for most things, Brett was not a bad father. He was a decent father until he crossed the line because of his alcoholism. And he hit her. And like I said, it was one hit, and that's all it took. I was up and out of there. I was done. Like, that's just how relationships go with me. When you cross a line, I close the door. And you ain't never getting back in. My ex-husband could drop dead right in front of me, and I'd be like, aw. He says I'm his best friend. <laughs> okay. I'm your best friend. I never go looking for you. I never answer your messages. <laughs> I don't answer the phone when you call. Why? Because it's the same bullshit. Over and over and over. Oh, you're sick. You want me to come up there and take care of you? No. Why would I? You didn't take care of me when we were married. I'm going to trust you to take care of me now? No, you're annoying. Get out of me. Get out of here. Like, get out of my face. I can't. So I just don't respond anymore. I don't talk to like most people anymore because it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. The people in my real life were used to me being able to do all sorts of things for them. You need a master's degree? Sure. Oh, you need a stage decorated and oh, overnight? You want it to be elaborate? Sure. Oh, you need me to hang these things from the goddamn rafters for your show? Sure. Oh, you want to go out like one o'clock in the morning down the shore? My kids are big. So yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's go sit on the beach for a couple hours. Fine. Can't do that anymore. I can't just get up and go. You know, there's too much that I have to do. I have too many responsibilities. And I can't be the, the useful idiot anymore. At least I try not to be. And so I don't talk to them. I don't talk to them. And I don't talk to my family because you don't get to abuse me daily and <laughs> get away with it. You don't get to punch me in the back of the head and be like, oh, it's fine. No, fuck you. Why is it everybody else gets to be treated like decently and people think it's okay to just fuck with me? Why, because I'm nice? Believe it or not, 
that's why a lot of people do it because they think that, you know, I'm either too nice or too weak to hit back. Family, friends, trolls. Yeah, doesn't matter. I don't hit back because I don't need to hit back. All those people that have done things in my life, they are nothing. They're like that memory of what my father did. They're just thoughts broken down into sounds and pictures, broken down into pixels, broken down into something that just doesn't matter. It's just garbage to me now. It's like that insect bite that in that moment, you're like, ah. But what do you do? You squish it and you flick it away. And you move on with your day. If it irritates, well, there's always a bomb for that. Tons of anti-itch ointments for bug bites. Or you could just do what my great grandma used to do. She used to just make a cross. She would put her nail through the middle and then cross it and put a nail through that. And whatever was in there would just come out and she'd wipe it away, put a little witch hazel on it and move on. And I always forget to do that because it's like, um, I hate bug bites. Like mosquito bites are the worst. Uh, I'm just reading chat a little bit because... I go off on my tangents, and it's going to be a very tangential day. Um, they said that, whatchamacallit? Um, Elizabeth said, you have a unique relationship with your children. I actually do. I mean, my kids are not afraid of me in the slightest, which really pisses me off sometimes. Um, but we have a very good relationship. They, they're very sensitive kids but they're also very strong like my daughter's the happiest thing but don't get it twisted like if you fuck with her she will have a smile on your on her face while she rips you to shreds because it's in her like that that fight and spirit is in her it had to be you know i raised her to be okay smile but don't you take shit oh that kid hit you kid hit her in a wheelchair What'd you do? Nothing. Really? No. <laughs> you can't just fight back verbally. You got to show him. It doesn't matter that I'm in this chair. My legs don't work, but my arms are good. You know, she had all that upper body strength from lifting herself out of the wheelchair and manually because she didn't have an electric wheelchair. I made sure she had a manual wheelchair because she needed the upper body strength. Doctor was like, well, it'll be easier. It will be easier, but it won't be better. She needs to be able to be strong enough to lift herself up out of a tub. I can't do it anymore. You know, she was fully grown and a little taller than me. I could not lift her entire body out of the bathtub the way I used to. You know, I did it until she was my height. After that, I literally was killing my back. I would give her a bath lift her up out of there and get her to a position where she could sit on like the we had a carpeted like cat box that we used to keep the food inside it was big it's like a you know like a bench almost 
and I always had big bathrooms. So I always had that next to the, the bathtub so that when I got her out, I could, you know, it was covered in a towel, throw her on there, like, and be like, all right. And then like, I could feel my pain, but I had to make that transition swiftly and, you know, safely. That was the only way to do it. And every time I did it, I would get her on the box and go, okay. And then I'd, I'd be on the floor because my back would just fold in half because I, I couldn't do it. I was lifting somebody who was, who outweighed me and was taller than me at the time. So it was like, what the fuck? Cause she had no, no use of her legs. They gave her those damn Botox for the pain and it sent her freaking legs into full paralysis for six months. And then we had to deal with the atrophied muscles. So, I mean, she's come a long way. It was hard work getting her to where she's using a walker. And sometimes, you know, she can do it without it. She does it with the cane. And I just, I cry every time she does it. And she does it to make me cry because she knows I'm just so ridiculously proud. But I mean, it was a hard road getting there. She would fall down and everybody would run to go help her. And I'd yell, leave her alone. What? Let her do it herself. Kate, get up. Oh, but then, Kate, get up. And they'd be like, you're so hard on her. Are you going to be there every time she falls? See, the world could be all, oh, poor Katie. I can't do that. I could never let up on that kid. Because if something happened to me, who was going to be there for her? Who was, She was going to be defenseless. I had to give her defenses. And I did. She didn't love them at the time. She's grateful for them now. Because she's strong. She knows that she's not a pushover. You know, if she fell and you go to help her, are you going to be there every fucking second that she falls? Like every second of her life. This kid falls a lot. Much like me, number one, she's a little bit klutzy. And two, she's just, her balance is not great. You know, and she falls. She's also very not self-aware of her surroundings. So she does things and she's like, oh, I didn't see that entire fucking chair. You know, it's like, really? Because it's been there for 10 years. Oh, uh, has it? Yes, Kate. Like, please, like, I can't. when you hear me call her Kate, then you know I'm just I'm exasperated because this is not something we should even be talking about anymore. This is ridiculous, Kate. And she's just like, I know. But yeah, I was hard on her. I had to be the hard ass, you know. And it it killed me sometimes. And my husband would look at me and be like, Yeah, okay, I'm fine. You know, because I had to be, and then everything would be over, and I'd be like, I need to go to the bathroom. And he'd be like, okay. And I'd go in the bathroom and I'd turn on the water and fucking just cry because I hate being that. You know, I wanted, I want to bubble wrap her from the world. I can't do that. There are parents out there who do that to their kids, and I think they do them a disservice because they're not always going to be there for their kids. And they shouldn't be. You don't raise your kids to keep them forever. You raise your kids to raise other kids, to raise other kids, and on and on. You raise them to have a life of their own better than yours. I mean, that's the goal. 
in the end, that they're better people than you and they have a better life than you. You know, everybody was hard on me in a different way when I was growing up. It didn't make me stronger. It just made me angrier. And it made me trust less. And it made me fight more. Not fight in a good way. Just fight. To fight. Elizabeth said, and fart and be free. Yes, she loves to fart and be free. And you know what? Why not? If her body's doing it good for her, she's just going to have to meet a man or a woman or a, I don't know, an AI robot one day who farts as much as she does or really, really thinks it's funny. Like, <laughs> that's just what she's just going to have to do. She's not going to change for anybody. Katie is incapable of changing at this point, except maybe for the better, but. She's not going to regress and go, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to I'm gonna do whatever. She's too fucking pure-spirited for that. And I'm proud of that because she kept that innocence and that purity that I lost so fucking early. I made sure she kept it. I was hyper-vigilant about who was around her, who talked to her, who said whatever. Like... No, you you come right at my daughter, you talk right, you walk right, or you don't go near my daughter. In fact, I'll make sure you don't go near anybody's daughter. Uh-uh. Yeah, and she appreciated that. Even when she was little, she she would tell her teachers, no, my mom, nothing's going to happen to me. Nobody's touching me. Nobody's doing anything. Are you sure? Yeah, because my mom would kill them. No, 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 Katie, your mother. No, she's like, <laughs> no. She would kill them if they touched me. That was what she was trying to say. She actually did like do the whole like, you know, like hand across the throat thing. She was like, she would just kill them. And the poor lady, she just looked at me. I was like, no, she's right. Like, <laughs> she's right. I'd kill them. No, yes, no, I would kill somebody who tried to touch my children. Try to harm my kids. God, I like, see what happens to you. There's no force in this world that could stop me if somebody went after my kids. I'd be out for blood. And trust me when I say I have no mercy left when you fuck with my kids. Fuck with me all you want. Go after my kids. I'm going to come for you every time. So people just need to learn to you know, be careful. I tend to be more protective of my children than other people are of theirs. Call it a quirk. Uh, there's, they're the ones missing out on the special bonds. It's true. It's true. I feel really bad that they missed out on these amazing kids growing up. Because Katie, even like when she had a hard time walking, she was so gleeful all the time. Just the giggles that would come out of this kid. And she she knew, too, because she could, like, switch emotions. And I'd be like, Katie, laugh. Ha, 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 cry. Ha, 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 laugh again. Ha, 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 be mad. And she just, boom, 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 boom. And we'd just sit there and just laugh. And she had this laugh when she was little. She laughs from her belly. 
so <laughs> when she laughs, her entire body just like it just the whole thing just bounces. <laughs> and I love it. I've always, oh my god, <laughs> Kate laugh. <laughs> she was laugh until she like fell over. And she is not a weeble wobble. That bitch don't spring back up. She's a turtle. If she's on her back, she's like, help me. And you're busy laughing. You can't do it. And the more you laugh, the more she laughs. And the worse the belly, you know, like the belly laughs go. <laughs> and she was always like that. It's just, it always tickled me. But yeah, she was amazing. Connor, oh my God, this kid had no fear. I could not take him to the park. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I had to make his grandfather take him to the park because I would take him the first time I took him when he was like, you know, able to like be free. And I knew he'd come back because like, he was a runner. He went to the top of the playground playset, And I mean, we're talking a good like. 12 feet up because it's the top, top, top of the slide with the. You know, like it had the fencing around the top and you had to like climb up to this big slide. And he said, Wee! and I went, because he jumped off the top. I was like, oh my God. And he just, he landed and he rolled and he got up and he ran off. And the lady next to me was like, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, oh my God. She was like, yes, I know. She's like, I don't watch my son. She was like, I can't. I can't. She was like, as long as I know where he is, I'm good. But I cannot watch him play because he's giving me a heart attack every time. And it's just like, oh my God. So I was, I just, I was like, we gotta go. And I brought him home. He was like, what's the matter? I was like, I just you can't do that around mommy. He was like, Ma, I wanna jump. Okay. I had to call his grandfather and be like, Fredo, <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do it. The kid's going to kill me. He was like, let me guess. He's like his father. Oh, physically, he's so like his father. Like his father would just, he would do the same shit when he was little. Because I've known him since he was little. And so he would do this kind of stuff. And I'd be like, Eddie, please. And Michelle, Michelle, watch, watch, watch. We, and oh, God. And I'm like, he's going to die one day. But my heart would be in my throat. And of course, my son took after his father in that regard. So, yeah, when there's, like, physical things going on in, like, parks and, like, whatever, whatever the bungee shit that he wants to do with his grandfather, anything that he does, I'm like, no, I'll be home. I'm good. I know my limitations. That's my baby. Like, literally my only baby left. And ugh, I, I can't watch him jump off a friggin' playground structure. Because I see him coming down and I see broken bones, missing teeth, concussion, broken neck, death. Again, catastrophic thinking because I have the complex post-traumatic stress syndrome. And that would instantly go through my head and I would, I would be just ready to die on the spot. And he would be fine. And I'd be like, <gasps> with the panic attack and everything else, and I couldn't do it. But I knew he needed to do it. So I was like, all right, I, I need help. I need help. That was one of the only times I asked his grandfather for help. Because I was just like, I can't, I just can't do this for him. Outpost nerd. Good day. Happy Monday. Elizabeth said, tough love is 
needed at times. Lady Awesome said that she still puts a cross on bug bites. Yep. I forget, though. Elizabeth said garlic with cloves. It'll either kill mosquitoes or vampires. Well, you know, I know a lot of both. And I'd like to squish them all. My ex-husband was the worst vampire. You know, he used to cut lines into my back while I slept. Because I used to sleep like the dead. I no longer sleep like that. And part of it is because he used to cut lines into my back. But he would cut my back and he would make it bleed and then lick it. And I didn't know it. Because he'd make these like little itty bitty... And I was like, one day, I was, I was like, what the hell are those lines in the mirror? I was like, what? Why do I have white lines on my back? Because I was looking at my tattoo because I was like, I really need to get this recolored. What are those? Uh, Brett? Yeah. What the hell are these lines on my back? Dead silence. Next thing I hear is like the door slamming. I was like, oh, I'm going to kill him. I was like, what is this? And eventually he like he he copped to it and said, Yeah, well, you know, I needed an energy boost. So you drank my blood while I was sleeping. And then people wonder why I'm fucked up mentally. Okay, I was sleeping next to my husband. And he's cutting me in my sleep to drink my blood for energy. But I'm the crazy bitch, right? Okay. Like, whatever you want, baby. Whatever you want. Like, just... Mm -hmm. No. Um, I'm sorry, I just had... Like, that, I, that always astounds me that he did that. And I still have the scars. It's pain in my ass because I look at them and I'm like, you fucking idiot. Like, I can't believe I fucking stayed as long as I did. Damn vows. Uh, Outpost said, at Lady Awesome, why do I get a demolition ma'am vibe from that greeting? Hey, why not? <laughs> demolition Man was an awesome movie. Come on. Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes. Um, freaking what the hell's her name? Oh my god, I love her. What's her name? <laughs> oh my god, the, the Sandra Bullock. There we go. Um, Sandra Bullock. Who else was in it? It had like the dude that I think she dated later. What was it? Benjamin Bratt. I think he was in it. Dennis Leary, who I fucking love. I love Dennis Leary. Dear God, that man is hilarious. If he and Robin Williams had a love child, that that would be like my ultimate like comedy partner in life forever. Like that would be my spirit animal. Uh, Elizabeth said, at Talking Trash and Truths, I'll watch the rest on replay. I need to get to bed. Oh my goodness, it's late for you. I have a big day tomorrow. You're awesome, hon. Never doubt it. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow. Have a good sleep tonight and sweet dreams. Um, <laughs> Lady Awesome said at Outpost Nerd, now I want some Taco Bell. Tu quiero Taco Bell. Tu quiero Taco Bell. Um, or pizza, but depending on which version you're watching. Okay, so my son found out this weekend that Domino's now has 
a pepperoni stuffed stuffed cheesy bread. And he was like, we gotta get this. I was like, yes, we do. I only want the end. And he was like, oh my God, this looks like a heart attack in the picture. I was like, oh great, so let's get it. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, I am not a Domino fan. Probably because my ex-husband delivered Domino's for two years and we ate way too much of it because it's the only thing he ever brought home. Um, it was really good. Oh, my God. Didn't eat any sauce, nothing. It was, I just ate, like, the end feast. It was so good. And, like, they made the cheese perfect. It was crispy around the edges. Oh, it was so good. Ah, uh, sweet dreams, Elizabeth. Uh, one sec. Oh, had a cough. Didn't want to do it in your ear. Apo said, talking trans truth. Oh, it's a shitty Monday, more so than usual. I'm sick and had to call out of work today. How is that a shitty day? Cough, runny nose, congestion, and temperature of 100. Okay, go get some whiskey. Put a tablespoon of honey in it. A little cayenne pepper. A little chili powder. And a little lemon if you have it. Mix it, toss it back, go to bed. You'll be fine. In about 12 hours, you're going to sweat out that fever. Your congestion is going to clear up quite a bit. Your nose is going to run a lot, but that's okay. You need it to, and the cough will get, you know, it'll be an expressive cough. So you'll be able to get stuff up and out. Trust me, it works. When I do that, it's just like the cold's like doesn't even have a chance. It really doesn't. And with everything running around today, like, if anything, what's the worst they could do? Nerd. Put you to sleep? You'll wake up, but you'll get a good sleep. And that's healing in, in and of itself. Uh, at Lady Awesome from Nerd, did you know that the lady he covers when Phoenix is actually his daughter he mentions when he unfreezes? What? <laughs> Rob Snyder was in it as well. I know. I was going to say the narcolepsy guy, but then I was like, or the animal, whatever. I forget what movies he was in. Uh, but what was he, American? Like, he was, what, the gigolo thing? He was a gigolo in a movie, right? That was the one with the narcolepsy. Like, the chick had narcolepsy, so he, like, tied her hair to the, the candle sconce on the wall so that when she fell asleep, she didn't, like, go headfirst into her food. I think that was the one. God, I'm all over today. It's so fun. It's so fun. Uh, Rabbit and Lady Awesome are sending you healing prayers. Uh, I didn't know until last year when I read the graphic novel. I don't know what you're talking about. The great movie. I remember seeing it at the movie theaters and the cross promotion with Taco Bell Pizza Hut. Okay. Rabbit, once again, this channel does not give legal, medical, or any advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. That's right. I'm only telling Nerd to have that to get rid of his cold so that he gets a little drunk and he has a little fun while he's sick. That's not true, but, you know, we'll go with that narrative. Uh, the guy who plays that. All right. They're having a whole conversation about a movie I don't even remember. Bob and Demo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
demolition man i all right again my brain is skipping beats every once in a while i had to go back yeah the one that he played ortho and beetlejuice mm-hmm yep yep i mean that whole movie was just fantastic the fight scenes were phenomenal but how many things in that movie actually like <laughs> kind of true now uh when phoenix attacks and when spartan is talking to dennis leary in the sewers he covers a lady from gunfire using a table in the comics it's revealed that it's his lost daughter oh oh i didn't know that oh see that's awesome all right so anyway i did a whole two hour like a whole hour tangent so i gotta beep, back to what i was talking about not that i have to but i'm gonna uh so what he had to say and this is me paraphrasing and partially quoting him is everything that goes wrong is not about you it's not about you you don't need to fix anything it's my job to love you broken it's your job to love me broken if that's what you choose to do Because how can you learn to love me if I can't learn to love you the same way? He basically, he said, you know, like, I'm broken. You're broken. Every single person out there is broken in some way. And if they tell you they're not, they're full of it. They're just not ready to deal with it. You know? So how dare you walk out on me? for being broken when you're broken too you hypocrite and it would be the same for me how could i just walk away from somebody who's broken because they're broken when i'm just as if not more broken than they are maybe dynamics have to change maybe more effort has to be put in maybe language has to be made simpler and clearer and more transparent Maybe expectations have to be lowered. You don't know. But the thing is, until you admit that you can't, it's not right to leave just because somebody's broken, because you're just as broken, then you're not going to be able to fix anybody, including yourself. Like, you have to be able to look at yourself and go, yeah, I, I got issues. I've told you guys, I have more issues than Rolling Stone. Okay? Like, they're... Oh, my God. But I got to deal with them. And I've been dealing with them. I've been dealing with the hardest ones. You know, I've been dealing with the most painful ones. And hopefully in addressing those, I can simultaneously address all the little ones that stem from those. You know, some things may need talking out with people. Like, maybe now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm not just going to sit there and let you shit on me. I'm just not. I can be calm. I can be collected. But I, I can get vicious. Or maybe it's sitting there and telling somebody in my life, you know what? You need to stop, you know, talking like I don't have something to say. 
you need to stop thinking that your way is the only way. And you need to stop blowing hot and cold because I don't do that to you. Don't do it to me. But if that's the way that you have to be, then you have to tell me that's something that I need to uh, be used to over time. It's something I'm going to encounter with frequency. So we got to work on that because I got to I got to know what that means and I have to learn to not take it personally. Yeah, and that's what he's saying. Like everything that goes wrong in the world, everything that happens, every bad mood, every snap, every like whatever, it's not about you. It's not about you. You know, if I'm dealing with somebody and I'm always checking the temperature of relationships, I've always done that with the people that really matter to me. I mean, if you don't matter to me, I don't give a fuck what your mood is. But like, if you matter to me, I will constantly check in. Because if I love you, what you're feeling 24-7 matters to me. And if you tell me it shouldn't, I don't hear that it's okay. You shouldn't worry about that because I'm fine. That's not the message I'm getting. I'm getting the, I don't need you to check in on me. So don't love me because that's how, who you are. That's what you need to do. Well, you can't do that with me. So you shouldn't. You shouldn't love me. I don't need that from you. I don't need you to care. That's what I get. Now, you might not have meant that, but that's the message I received. You know, and I do, I'm guilty of the same things where I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want you to do this. Okay. I don't want you to do that, but I don't know if you need to do it. I don't know if that's your way of showing you care. And I just took you out at the knees. So you got to tell me. And it's hard to tell somebody, I'm trying to love you and you won't let me. You're making me want to run away. When I'm already afraid. That's a difficult thing to say to somebody that, Hey, you know, I'm busy fixing me because you can't fix me. Like I can't fix you. I need you to fix you. I want to be able to talk about it. I want to be able to help where I can same way as you would want to help where you can. But when somebody in like that in your life, and they have the opportunity to help you. They don't want you standing in their way of them helping you because they hate seeing you in pain. They hate seeing you hurt. They hate seeing you taken advantage of. So they rise up and it's not a, you know, oh, I'm a simper. Oh, I'm a white knight or oh, I'm his savior. Or, oh, I'm the what? No, it's I love you. I want to do this. Because you matter. When you have something that's precious in your life, you protect it. And sometimes you protect it from itself. 
And sometimes you protect it from yourself. Many, many times I have to bite my tongue to protect the people I love from me. Because there's things that go through my head they don't need to know. Or maybe they do, and I just assume they don't need to know. Maybe they don't want to know, or maybe they do, and I just assume they don't. Assumptions suck. And they're usually wrong. But it's so hard to talk and not be emotional. Especially for me, because not for nothing, this is new shit for me. Like, I don't, I don't do the non-abrasiveness well. I don't. You know, my way of loving is, you know, I, to take you and love you and hug you and squeeze you. And I am that, I'm that tiny tune girl. What was her name? Elmira? I'm going to hug you and squeeze you and love you. And you just squeeze them and their head pops off. And now they're just like, why oh, you want me go? And it's just like, but her intentions are good. She's just, her delivery needs some work. I am that girl. I am over exuberant when I love people. I am overprotective. I'm extra. I'm always extra. People don't listen when I say this. I'm extra. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to get a fucking hat and wear it all the time. It says I'm extra because that's, that's what I am. That's who I am. You know, if the dial goes up to 10, I'll push that bitch to 12. Let's go. And it'll be fun and it'll be wild and it'll be something you will never have with anyone else. And you will always remember it. But it's not something some people have the strength to handle in the long term. You know, sometimes I'm that person that's in your life for a season because you can't take much more than that. See, that's the thing. I need somebody who can withstand the storm every year. You know, every season has its, its storms, its special brand of storms. And so do I. Now, you could run from the storm or you could run out in the rain and the snow and dance around and have fun with me because in the end, I always wind up having fun. I will always cherish the laugh. And I'll always try to make other people laugh. Uh, Outpurse, you're talking a lot. <laughs> when Phoenix attacks and blah, 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 the comedy was great. The same way that when you know your friends are hurting and you reach out and get silence in return. I have a friend who has drug problems and recently left her longtime boyfriend. And I've reached out to check on her and I've gotten no response. Being someone who does that to my in real life friends. I don't want to mix them up in what I'm going through. I know what they face on a daily basis. You know, I know all their problems. I know what they're going through. And as much as they're like, you know, they might need me there to listen to them. They have other friends for that. 
I bring so much baggage right now in this moment that they're well aware of, but that I don't want to, I don't want to straddle them with, not straddle, I don't want to saddle them. <laughs> Maybe I'll straddle them. They're both kind of really hot. Um, but like, I don't want to saddle them with, with this shit until I figured it out. You know, I'm, I'm still walking through hell. I'm still on that journey. And I know I'm closer to the, to the exit than ever before in my life. But I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I still have a little bit of a trek to get through. You know, and I don't, I don't want to bring that to their doorstep. I, I don't want them to sit there and feel like, oh, I missed out. And now I have to go over everything with them. And then they're going to feel terrible. And I'm like, no, I've already worked through this. Don't no, Like, I don't want to slip back into that freaking gloom and doom. I don't. And I tell them this and it's like, they feel hurt. And I'm like, you just, you don't get it. I, I've let so much go. Going back to it is counter fucking productive. It's not where I want to be. I'm going that way. I'm going toward a future. If I keep going back to the past to tell people like that don't understand, I'm going to fucking wind up living there. I don't want to live there. I'm on the move. I'm going forward. Come forward with me. Or meet me there later. Because we can't, I can't be on that road giving you that info. I just, I don't want to. And lately it's been, if I don't want to, I'm not gonna. I used to make myself do all sorts of things that I didn't want to do for other people. Now, no, if I'm feeling some type of way, I'm not going to sit there in silence and just la la la. I'm, I gotta go. I'm going to bed. That's it. Like, I'm just going to remove myself from the situation until I feel different. Because I don't want to take this, me being in my feelings, which I'm tired. I have no idea what I'm feeling half the time or what I'm going to feel in five minutes. Because I, again, I don't have the regulation going on right now, but it'll come back. It's just got to, you know, all this other stuff's got to work itself out of my system. So I'm a little crazy. Woke Wesley. Hey. Hey, Wabbit. <laughs> Chilly out here straddling strangers. They're not strangers. They're two women that I went to school with and that I worked with and that are, you know, really amazing friends in my real life. And unfortunately, I might be a little aggravated still that they didn't come to the hospital because I've always shown up for them. I've always been there. doesn't matter what time of night. It, you know, I'd get those 3 a.m. phone calls with hysterical crying, and now I know I'm not going to work tomorrow because I'm going to be on the phone with this girl for, like, 12 hours trying to keep her from, like, jumping off a freaking rooftop. So it's like, you know, I've, I've been there. I've given everything I have, and I feel like everybody let me down. So I made a conscious decision, you know, okay, you all couldn't be there for me when I needed you. 
Now you don't get to be there when you feel like it. Because I don't want you there. And they don't get it. They don't get that I'm pissed. And that's fine. They could, they could go on not knowing that I'm pissed. It's whatever. But I'm not just, I'm not going to just say, hey, you know, it was okay to leave me there like that. Not even call me, not even like say anything. But as soon as I'm out, everybody's full of all this like, hey, whatever. Like everybody wants to help. Fuck you. Uh-uh. Um, but yeah, like no response can mean a whole lot of things. And you got to imagine if she's, if this person has drug problems and she's going through like a breakup, it doesn't matter if you're her friend or not. You're like, oh, she didn't respond to me. You're worried about you now. Like you're upset that she didn't respond to you. Maybe she just doesn't have an energy to respond to anybody. You know, you got to give somebody a little grace. Eventually, like my friends will get the message and one of them will send me a text saying, just send me an emoji for proof of life. Like, bitch, you both are subscribed to me. If you want to know what's going through my head or where I've been the last couple, like, months, sign in. I could use the views because I'm not going to use my free time to tell you shit that, you know, had you been present, you would have known in real time. But since you chose to fuck off for a little while, then, uh, well, you know. You learn it the way everybody else does. And so I'm not straddling strangers. I'm straddling, you know, friends. Very hot friends, by the way. Uh, but just saying. I mean, that does count. It does count. All right, so the next page, that because this is the one where I wrote, I thought it was seven pages. I lied. It was six pages of notes. Forgive me. And I'm kind of thankful I wrote them when I did. Because my hands have been so shaky the last, like, 24 hours. I can't. Like, I had a cigarette this morning, and I literally was like, this fucker is going to set my house on fire. Because it was like, da 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 da, -da Like, just shaking all over. It was like, Argh! So, it's drastically cut back on my smoking in the last, like, two to three days. Because I can't really keep a cigarette going. I have to light. I light it, take a couple huffs, put it down, it goes out. Light it again. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, like, one cigarette could last me, like, an hour if I'm talking. Because it just keeps going out over and over. Anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent I didn't need to go on. But next page. All right. So, how often is your house not of home because of rivalry? This one really, I love this. So, how often is your house not a home? Because of rivalry. Why is there competition between what should be unified? Why is there division and strife where there should be harmony and unconditional loving support? And he goes on to say that society influences our home um, solidarity by introducing reasons to complain and feel discontented. It shows, it shames traditional roles 
and our happiness that is found in creating a whole unit family. And then he said, uh, and this is all paraphrasing. He said, life will break your house down. It's the job of the leader and support, which is the man and woman, husband, wife, father, mother, to reaffirm values, reaffirm morality, ethics, boundaries, joy. You need to reaffirm joy, just so you know, because people forget what about you they loved. What makes them happy when they're with you? You know, what makes you happy? You have to constantly like bring that to the surface and say, hey, remember this? Or, you know, you're looking at me with nothing but hate, but you loved me at one time and I'm not different. Your focus has changed. So now you're giving more, more weight to like the negative stuff than the positive. Whereas before you knew that I was mostly positive. Everybody's got negatives. See you later, rabbit. Uh, Alpo said the, the tiny tunes suck compared to the old one. I know everything sucks when it's a reboot. I don't like any of this new shit. Stop rebooting stuff and come up with your own goddamn ideas. I mean, I'm at the point where I'm watching sermons. Sermons. I watched the damn new Flash movie. Oh my God, it was disappointing. I was like, what? It, it was so confusing in some spots. I was like, none of this makes sense. None of it. This feels rushed. And it feels like they took like a million movies and threw them in a blender and said, here you go. That's what you got. You got the flash protein shake. Um, I got off track. <laughs> so life will break down. Da, 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 reaffirm that. You reaffirm the joys. You reaffirm the love and respect in the home and in the family. You know, each person shares in the responsibility of giving priority to the home and maintaining the integrity of the family structure. I believe that. Good morning, Slap Murphy. Where the hell have you been? Shall I know? I hope you've had a great weekend. It was, it was something. It was something. <laughs> it was, Lord, I am off my meds in case you have not figured that out. And it's a free-for-all. I am just figuring shit out on a day-to-day. -day. So, bye. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. But fun. Oh, so fun. Uh, so, yeah. So, he says, life is not about the things that you want but don't need. It's about providing that which only you can supply. You are the emotional center of your family. You provide love, acceptance, compassion, desire to or for your spouse, for your husband, for your wife. Then, you know, as you tend to the, you know, as you age, as one, as you move forward together, you tend to the children. You tend to, you know, then the family as a whole, you know, like the extended family then you tend to your community, but you work 
from the inside out. I say it all the time. Take care of your house. If you can't settle and organize your own home, how could you have any sort of positive effect outside your home? Plus, you're giving other people the opportunity to look in and hold things against you. You know, people love to sling dirt. They love it. They forget they're made of dirt. You know, anything you throw out there, you're going to get back. Either here or in another, you know, life or on the other side. Be careful what you put out there because that's yours forever. You might pretend it's something else, but God knows. The universe knows it's all one and it's all listening. If you're prideful, it will humble you. If you are wrathful, it will turn the wrath back on you. If you make people miserable, if you hurt people, the universe will make sure that the people you love receive the same treatment because it'll hurt you more. That's why fathers that have daughters, if a father has been like a slam hound as a kid and then he got settled and, you know, he's like, oh, I'm a responsible adult now. When they have a daughter, they're like, fuck, because they just know what's out there and they know she's going to fall for it. They know she's going to fall for it. You know how they know? Because they got some nice girl like their daughter to fall for it. Chickens always come home to roost. That's what they say, right? So be careful what chickens you're putting out there because they come back and settle in and then you're stuck with whatever comes out of them. Good luck. Uh, you know what? I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. But good luck. We're all counting on you. Mm-hmm. Yep. From the Pope himself. Good luck. We are all counting on you. And if you poke that bear, be ready to run. Because, mm, like, the bear doesn't give a shit about your feelings. <laughs> it just doesn't. That's why I keep trying to be careful in what I do and what I say and how I am because I can't, I don't have the, I, I don't have the privilege, not really, and that's not the word I'm looking for. I, I don't have the, the luxury. I don't have the luxury of just doing whatever the hell I want. I have the luxury of saying pretty much what I want, but even that YouTube is like, no, 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 nay, 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 nay. Like, <laughs> mm. You see how that works? Like that's YouTube's way of smacking your ass down. You say something they don't like. What is this cat doing? Stop playing with the damn desk. All I hear is click, 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 click. And I'm like, what is that? And it's just Boo just sitting there just trying to like demolish my desk. But I can't see him because he's on the other side of the desk. And I, I was like, what is that noise? 
just driving me crazy for like the last 10 minutes and i just i looked real quick and i didn't see him but then like i leaned back further i was like there you are you little bastard um but he stopped thankfully maybe he'll go take a nap or something um i forgot what i was saying i don't know i just i think it's it's funny that People go up and they know you're a wild animal. They know you're a caged animal. So when they fuck with you and you bite back, everybody's surprised. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you be surprised? I'd be more surprised if like that tiger you keep poking sits down, looks at you and's like, you're an asshole. And then just moves on with its day. Tigers tend to do that. You know, the purely, like, the truly powerful, when you go after them, they they don't react at all. Because they're not feeling it. You're a gnat to them. You're so insignificant. I'm so insignificant. That's why, like, we go so hard with the stuff that, you know, we talk about. Because you can't be timid when dealing with these people you can't be quiet when you're uncovering all these things going on in the world that you're just like wait why is nobody talking about this oh you're distracted fuck your distraction pay attention like and that's what we have to do good morning daisy good day good day good day good day daisy had me laughing last night <laughs> on rumble because if you weren't aware, like the show that I do with, with winning last night, YouTube did not like it and was like, nope, this stream was taken down. And we're like, fuck it. We're still on Rumble. Like, let's keep going. So we went for hours. So, you know, winning is known for going for hours. Um, He has very big shows. Um... So, like I said, then as one, you know, you tend to the children, then the, the extended family, then the community. Together, you marry reason and logic with love and emotion. Because men are all about reason and logic. Women are all about love and emotion. Not that either one of them don't feel that, because women do have logic and reason, just as men have love and emotion. It's just we're predominantly prone, I guess, to emphasizing one side or the other. Like, you know, there, and it depends on the situation, I feel, because I know men who are well-rounded enough to be all those things, just not usually at once. Like, it depends on what the situation calls for. They're adaptable. To me, that's the best human, because when you're adaptable, you're resilient. You can ride out that storm. Hell, you'd be on you'd be the one on the roof going, woo, like, let's go. <laughs> I can I just I can so see that. Anyway, I know that's where I'd be. Because as scaredy cat as I could be sometimes, you give me a storm and I will look at you and be like, hold my hand and let's run. Let's go. Let's go dance. And it because I love doing that. And I would love to have somebody to do that with, but most people aren't crazy like me. I know a couple though. Um, but yeah, like men have every 
bit of the ability to show love and emotion that we do. It's just that's not their their priority. You know, that's not their first instinct. They their first instinct is this. Their first function is up here. And the emotion for them is a lower priority. They will not give as much credence to that as they will to what their brain is telling them. They're saying, no, I clearly see what's going on. I clearly see patterns, you know, because I'm not going to say it. But, you know, they see things. Sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes they're right. Same with women. We feel things. Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're right. It depends. And you have to come together and marry those two things to one another the way that you fit together. You have to see how you fit together. You have to see, okay, does this person compliment me in this area? Are his strengths my weaknesses? You know, are my strengths his weaknesses? Okay, we complement each other. We flow together. We're stronger together. That's the type of person you should be picking, not somebody based on, oh, yeah, we have so much fun. Yeah. You know that when you have like great sex, great fun, great all that, if you have children, if that's like in your future, <laughs> good luck continuing that trend because your priority shifts. And if all you have is the physical and like the shallow, the empty, you don't have much. So you're not, you're not going to be prepared for those dark times and dark hardships always, always crop up in your life. You can't avoid them. And you don't really want to because the hardships make you stronger as a person. It makes you stronger as a unit. Because you look at this person and you're like, I have been through so much with you. There is nothing in this world that would make me just up and leave. I would fight for you. And I would fight for us. That's the person you need. I don't give a shit about the rest of it. I really don't. I put so much emphasis on looks before. Where did it get me? Then I put emphasis on, you know, personality where did that get me people can fake a personality no what i need what i am ready to look for and welcome is someone who compliments not compliments compliments who i am and who i compliment as well that we make each other better, stronger, and there's genuine respect and trust and love there. Yeah, you have to have a little bit, you know, attraction as well. I mean, that would help. But that's only if, you know, you're going to take it further. You know, there are relationships, all different types of relationships. And I have all different types with all different people. But the most important relationships to me are the ones that I keep in my heart all day, every day. And the people that I love, they know I love them. 
They might not know how much I love them, but they know I love them. I don't want them to think that I don't ever, ever. Even when I'm aggravated, even when I'm like, I just, I gotta go. Like, I'm not going far, but I need a little space now because I'm tender. You know, I'm, I need a little space because I'm aggravated. You know, I need a little space because I'm gonna blow up because I need to blow up. And it's going to come at you if you're near me and you don't deserve that because it's not about you. Were you there when I finally reached my boiling point? Yeah. Was it your fault? No. Do you know that? No, because I'm incapable of talking right now without exploding. So I'm going to go. I'm just going to walk away and I'll be back. And if I'm not, You'll come find me and be like, bitch, what are you doing? What are you doing? Where'd you go? What's the matter with you? You know, <laughs> that's just how it is. But I have to have people in my life who know to do that. The only way they know to do that is if I tell them. Communication, for as much as I talk, I'm not great at it. <laughs> really not. I'm so much better at communicating through this because there's there's still a wall. It's thin as fuck. It's paper thin, tissue paper thin. It's see-through, but it's there. And it gives me that protection that when I'm on my own, I can say the things that are hard for me to say. You know, the things that are hard for me to admit. YouTube has been my outlet for that. And I think that's why I've gotten so much better at, you know, picking the people in my life. Why I've gotten so much better at, you know, just biting my tongue and going, don't engage. It's not important. It's really not. It's bullshit, number one. And you you don't deal with losers you just let them go fucking feed on each other you know so i don't i don't address the trolls in fact the trolls that i do see i always say hi to them okay but i've also learned to you know create a space where i have peace of mind i don't like when people break my peace of mind or when they attempt to, I should say. Because for somebody who's like, right now, I am running the emotional gamut. And <laughs> I don't know if any of you ever saw Xena. When they make her run the gauntlet, it is excruciating to watch. And she doesn't really, I don't think she makes it, if I remember correctly. I don't remember the outcome. I remember the journey. I remember her trying to just make it through this onslaught of venom and violence and just barbaric hatred from just the most vile, disgusting dregs of humanity. Like all them damn feds last night, Jacobson. <laughs> just like those feds. Just like them. Listen. We all love Christina, 
Radix Virum. If we're not on lists for supporting her, then we're not doing something right. Um, Slap Murphy said, Zena made it in my mind. She made it in your mind? Yeah, I'm sure she made it in your mind. She made it with me many, many times in my, you know, in my mind. I don't, ah, that thing that she did, that's like, mm -mm. like, come be my Amazon, bitch. Like, well, let's go. God, I love Lucy Lois. Oh. Uh, that woman just gets better and better. Didn't like Gabrielle, though, but I don't like sidekicks. I never have. I don't know. Sidekicks are, they're just, they're just noise. Sidekicks are there because they just, they're a vehicle to like carry out the main person's agenda, you know, to do the things they can't do directly in a story. So it's like, uh... Sidekicks are never given the respect that they want. They don't deserve it necessarily, but they don't get any respect. They're, they're, they're jokes. To me, they've always been jokes. Um, sidekicks are there to cradle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, huh? Okay, slap. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, I digress. Going back to what we were saying, because I keep deviating, and I'm going to keep doing it, and you're going to like it. So anyway, um, it takes it takes a lot. It takes two people who understand one another and what they bring to the table to say, hey, you know, this works out good. Like, we work well together. We should try, like, more things together more like you know just trying to get along trying to get through the world trying to make a difference you know and the more they see that they're successful the tighter their bond gets and that to me is the most beautiful thing a unified force in a family can have such a dramatic effect and they don't even realize the power that they have. Like they really, they, I don't think they value the power of the mother, father, you know, husband, wife, man, woman dynamic. You know, they're each giving and taking in equal measure. They give where they can, they take where they have to but they always keep each other in their sights. They are their priorities. You know, without them, the kids are not going to thrive. Not completely. You know, without them, the extended family isn't covered. Not completely. And without them, the community suffers because they don't have that, that organization, that, that peace of mind, that, force and focus of will because two people separately can do a lot two people working together as one can move fucking mountains and i know that because i've had very many internal issues like i have inner demons i have i have mountains of my own making to move and only recently have I ever been able to do that. 
And I've tried. I've tried many, many times through my lives. Through my lives. <laughs> oh, there's a little Freudian slip. Sorry, God. I don't like, you know, I don't mean to bring that up. But I've had second, third, fourth chances with my life. And it did nothing. I didn't resolve anything. All I did was check out for like three minutes here, seven minutes there. You know, what did I do? I just, I went back to God and he said, nope, go back to her. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what happened in those minutes. I only know what happened in that hospital. I did a testimony yesterday. I gave testimony yesterday, which I've never done. Never in my life. I've never done that in any church I've ever been to. I've never done that at any group that I've ever been to. And I have been asked many, many times, do you want to give your testimony? And I always say, I got nothing to say. Because I didn't. Because I didn't know what my testimony would be. I didn't know what I believed. I I believed in other people. I didn't believe in me. How the hell can I put stock in other people when I'm not on, you know, secure footing myself? Who's leaning on me when I'm unstable? Number one, not a smart choice. Number two, I'm not giving you my best. That's a problem for me. I always believe and doing my best. Less than my best, that's just, like that's a thorn in my paw. It's just unacceptable to me. But I hold myself to ridiculously high standards when it comes to all the like emotional stuff and you know, being there for the people that I love. Do I falter? Fuck yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And you can take your swing. Are you right? I doubt it. See how that works? Sure do. Sure do. There are people who have gotten a bum rap. There are people who have been ex exalted for the wrong reasons. And the reverse is also true. There's nothing out there that hasn't been good, bad, or ugly at some point. And you got to deal with them. You got you to gotta face them and you got to learn which is which. Like, who's coming at me with their real face? Okay, this is who I think this person is, but I'm going to watch you because I'm not too sure. And then you watch the mask slip. And everything in you says, oh, ignore it, because I'm so comfortable thinking of this person in this way that I am going to reject all logic and proof to the contrary and just go on in my happy little bubble thinking that they're a piece of shit and whatever. Okay, boo-boo, you got to think that. You go think that. I don't want to live that way. What's this handsome fuck always say? I'd rather know the truth than be right. I would rather know the truth than be right. All the time. I hear that shit in my head all the time when I'm like, no. And I'm like, ah, because he holds himself to that standard. So I hold myself to 
that standard because if he's going to bring it, I'm going to bring it. It's not a competition. It is glowing up together. That's what you do. When you're better, you want the people in your group to be better. That's what we do. Do we sit with each other and like vent every once in a while? Yep. Sure do. Sure do. Why? Because it's just temporary feelings. It's safe to vent temporary feelings with the person that you trust the most. Because you can tell them all this and you can tell, I just need you to listen. I don't want you to respond. I don't want you to do anything about it. I just want you to listen and then we can both just let it go. Okay. Tell them what you need. You have no idea how refreshing and stress relieving it is for me when someone starts a conversation with me and tells me their expectation from the gate. Like it doesn't have to be every time. Sometimes you're just talking, but if you're coming to me and you have to say something and you know, I'm going to have an opinion about it, or I'm going to try to comfort you about it. You need to tell me, I need you to be quiet. I know you want to say something and there'll be time for that later. Maybe. But I need you to be quiet and just listen to me. Just let me get it all out. Don't interrupt me. Don't like, you know, like bring me back if I go off tangent. Like just let me wander for a little bit. I'll come back. You know, just listen to me and just accept what I have to say. It doesn't have to. It's not about you. It's not about me even. It's. It has to come out. It has to have life so I can look at it, recognize it, compartmentalize it, and put it the fuck away so it has no power. You know, this. these are the things that... I'm sorry, my leg is like killing me right now. I'm trying to like move around. Um, these are the things that are important to say to somebody because if you have something to say and somebody's constantly interrupting you, trying to be helpful they're not doing it to interrupt you they're not doing it to like impart themselves into your conversation they're not doing it to make it about them they're doing it to help you from their perspective the only way they know how so to be angry at them or be flippant with them like it's it's just it's again counterproductive it's not going to get you anywhere you're going to be cranky they're going to be hurt they're going to shut down and you're going to lose a friend at least for like an hour. You know, you're going to be on your own because you shut that window rather than saying, this is what I need. So they could go, oh, I can do that. Because if they can't, they should have the opportunity to tell you, you're looking for this from me and I can't do it. It's not that I don't want to. I would love to give that to you. I know it's not in my abilities. I can work on it, but I'm not going to get it out the gate. Or you can say, I'm not willing to work on that. I'm not willing to learn how to do that. And that'll tell that other person a lot more than what you just said. I am a firm believer in words mean nothing when your actions speak so much louder. It's not actions speak louder than words. That's a different 
thing. You could tell me something, but if you don't back it up with how you act, I'm going to call you on your bullshit or I'm just going to walk away knowing that you're a fucking liar. You know, oh, I'm doing this for you. People tell you all the time that they're, I'm going to do this for you. And you're just like, oh, really? You depend on them. And they, what do they do? They disappoint you. Or somebody does something for you and then turns around and holds it over your head. I remember somebody I thought was a friend once telling me, oh, you think this person was there for you because they cared about you. But they didn't. They only listened to you and let you, you know, like eat up their time because they were going to use it against you later. This way you felt obligated to be nice to them. You felt obligated to forgive them when they were an asshole. And this is shit that stays in my head. And I'm like, you know, but then that person betrayed me too. So were they telling me the truth at the time? Or were they manipulating me by manipulating me against somebody else? Because that fit their agenda. So it's like all these things go through my head. I don't want to have to figure out what your goddamn grand plan is. Just be upfront. If you have, you know, malicious intentions, there's the door. I don't need that shit in my life. My friends don't need it. My kids don't need it. You bring nothing but misery. So walk the fuck out. You're not a loss. You know, what have I said before? Not everybody you lose in life is a loss. Unless it's me. Then you fucked up. And I mean that shit. Not for nothing. That's the only thing that I'm conceited about in my entire life. I am way more of an asset than I am a drain. So if I walk away from you, it takes so much for me to walk away from people I care about. But once you hit that threshold, like I said, I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. In fact, the fire doesn't even really enter my scope because you don't matter anymore. I wrote you off. Wrote you off, closed the door, burned the bridge, scorched the earth, and salted it afterwards. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, help me, Jesus, to rid my life of demons. And I mean that from the depth of my soul. Not just my demons. The ones that lurk. And you know there's demons in everybody's life lurking, looking for an opportunity, looking for an end. They don't care who they use to get to you. They'll demolish some poor little thing who's begging for like any bit of scrap of love. They will take them and use them as their weapon. I've seen it all my life. I know how to do it. Well, my father was good at that. So good at that. I don't do that. You want to fight? I'll fight you head on. I'm not afraid. Let's go. But you got to be willing to come to me with an open mind and the truth. You got to be willing to accept that your truth is not the truth. The same way I have to go in. And if you have the proof that I have to go, all right, no, I, I own that. I'll own it. 
I didn't realize it, but I'll own it. I'm sorry. I don't have a problem apologizing for my past actions, and I have no problem owning them. T-Rex, hello. He said, I got woke up by someone knocking hard as fuck on my truck. See, that's the problem. There's nobody knocking hard as fuck in your truck. Damn it, T-Rex. What is wrong with you? Who was knocking on your truck? Was it a cop? Tell me it wasn't a cop. Was it a lot lizard? Oh, that would be so funny. Please tell me it was a lot lizard. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Lot lizards are fun. I've never seen one. I really haven't. I have no idea. <laughs> but I keep hearing about them. The parking lot attendant. Oh, so not a lot lizard, a lot meter maid. That's great. Were they afraid that you died? Friday, Shelly Friday. I'm thinking, uh, what's Friday? Oh, no, I know what Friday is. Okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> All right. My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, moving on. You didn't get in trouble, though, right? Because what the hell? Like you're, you're a freaking tractor trailer. It's not like you're hiding there. Your trailer is huge. Oh, I just thought I'd just sneak here and nobody would notice me. Yeah, nobody's going to notice the you know, 53-foot trailer with a fucking, you know, 15-foot goddamn cab and everything. Like, no. <laughs> uh-uh. God. Anyway, moving back to what I was talking about. Um so together you marry reason and logic with love and emotion to build strong foundations that will carry your chosen family through good times and bad because i'm not going to be little miss mary sunshine so you have to stay with your blood family that's his thing he's all about the blood family but i happen to know how toxic blood family can be and I love my family. I do. I love every single one of them as much as I want to not. I do. I love my uncle. I love my mother. I love my grandmother, my aunts who are gone. You know, I love my cheating ass grandfather. I even love, you know, I, I definitely love daddy, even though he was only here for what, 10 years I had him in my life. But I even love my father. He was my father. Would I like to see him writhing in pain for all eternity? Only if it's the most pain possible. I would love for him to be the experiment that Satan and God get together and go, I wonder just how much suffering a human can withstand. In the afterlife, that is. Let's find out. You know, maybe they could buddy up on it, like a tag team thing. Like, throw them here, throw them there, throw them there. That'd be great. I'd be cool with that. But only because it's him. But that doesn't mean I don't love him. It just means I know he's a piece of shit who deserves nothing good in the world. And I'm glad he's dead. 
but that's just me. Uh, T-Rex said, lot lizards have moved to online websites. They don't troll fucking... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, what is that? The OnlyFans Lot Lizard Edition? <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> I can't. It's like Trivial Pursuit Star Wars Editions. <laughs> OnlyFans Lot Lizard Edition. LLI. Instead of an LLC, they have an LLI and an STD. Um, he said, nah, they just needed me to move so others could leave. Oh, damn, you were bottlenecking the parking lot? That's a shame. I'm sure the devil tag teams him all the time. It's the least Satan can do. Yeah, I'm not for nothing, but I know Satan's all about like the sin and everything, but I, I swear, like, part of me is like, he must look at my father like, maybe I overdid it. Like, maybe I overdid it. Maybe I should have like held back on that one. Because I really feel like he looks at him like, damn, that one got away from me. I must have been drunk when I made that one. Because I don't believe my father was made by God. I don't. He didn't have any redeeming qualities. I can always think of a redeeming quality for anybody. And I can't think of one for my father. Not one. That, to me, says that he was not divinely created that he probably was never fully human to begin with because I told you the man had a way with people it was magic the way he would get people to just bend to his will to adopt his way of thinking to go along with the most disgusting acts you could think of and they were there for it and he was just leading them along. Everything was okay. Sure, let's live in an apartment complex with no doors. Everybody could be naked whenever. Let's have bathrooms with no doors because obviously being a part of a family is watching each other shit. Like, really? I'm sorry. that My voice cracked a little bit on that because it really, like, Irritates the fuck out of me. Take a piece. I don't want to do this work bullshit today. Yeah, nobody does. Nobody. I parked where they told me to. T-Rex said, of course. Don't you know it's always your fault when it comes to these people? You gotta move this piece of shit truck. You told me to be here. Don't you talk back to me. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's like freaking Walmart um, parking security, like their parking lot security. They gave my mother such a hard time one day. And they were like, why do you have a handicap placard? You're not handicapped. She's like, it's in my granddaughter's name. I don't see her. She's in Walmart. And they were like, Dah! gave her such a hard time. I'm coming out with, with Katie. I'm pushing the freaking wheelchair. And they're like, oh, I was like, is there a problem? Well, who is this? Well, who the fuck are you to ask me? Like, I don't, I don't know you. And he was just like, "Well, there's a handicap flag." Yes, and it's for her because she can't travel that far. Like, I can't park all the fucking way down there and push her the whole way. Number one, the wheelchair ain't gonna make it. 
And two, I'm not going to risk her getting hit by these assholes who don't know how to drive. Like, I'm. why am I justifying it to you? Fuck you. Fuck off. It's legal. Goodbye. And my mother was like, Michelle. I was like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Like, people get a little bit of authority, and they right away they think they're freaking rulers. Get out of here. Like, I, I can't deal with people that go on those power trips. Dear God. It's like, really? Really? Whatever. Uh, ah, what's strange? It's Monday. Holy crap, that's strange. Why is Oh, I see. Why does this keep... I keep getting, like, this tickle on my leg, but it's... Uh, because I have a little little cut that decided to weep a little bit. It's fine. I'll just throw a, a bit of silver dean on it. A little of that yellow. What the hell was it called? Xenoform? Veniform? Veniform? I forget. But it's that shit that they put it on top. And it's like almost like a graft that you put on top. And then you put a gauze or a band-aid and you're good. There's been a lot of, you know, Shelly, heal thyself lately. Getting there, getting there, getting there. Uh, so things, what he said, going back to him, things don't make you valuable. And they don't. Experiences, resiliency, they make you valuable. Acceptance and love, they make you valuable. Selflessness and sacrifice. They make you value. No, not Betadine. It's um, zero form, xenoform, something like I think it's called zero form. But it's with like an X, not a Z. Um, it's, a, it's a piece of very thin piece of gauze that's soaked in medicine and covered in this like petroleum jelly ointment. But like it's an antibiotic kind of ointment. And you put it on top of the open wound. And what it does is it seals around it. And it sucks the fibers into the wound to help your skin regrow. Because now we know that I am prone to <laughs> very bad infections if my legs weep. Because the lymph fluid just eats right through my skin. So if I have a teeny tiny little thing, I'm like, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, we're not going back to a hospital. Mm -mm. No, I'm very much aware of what I need to do now. Before, I just, I didn't have time. I was doing, you know, 12 to 18 to 24-hour streams and then dealing with people that I, I had to be awake for and I had to be up, 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 up. And I was losing so much sleep that my body just could not counteract what was being done to it because it was so tired. You know, I didn't have any healing sleep for weeks. So I wound up in the hospital, um, you know, ready to die. So it was like, okay. And at that point, I was so emotionally fucked up. And on so many goddamn pills they were giving me, I didn't give a fuck. I mean, I was delirious for like two weeks before I went to that hospital. Because I was having hallucinations a whole bunch. You know what it's like to sit there and you're talking to somebody and you're like, do you hear that? Hear what? The marching band. What? There's a marching band outside my window. 
Shell, it's two o'clock in the morning where you are. Yeah, what's your point? It made no sense to me what they were saying because I heard a marching band. And it made absolutely perfect sense that 2 a.m. there would be a marching band outside my window. I'm on the fifth floor. And they would be like right outside my window. But every night I heard them. Sometimes I'd hear my son arguing in the room during the day and I'd yell at him. He'd come out and go, what are you yelling at? You, you're making all that noise. Ma, I haven't made a noise in like hours. <laughs> I literally have been just sleeping. No, but I heard you. No, you didn't. And I'd be like, I didn't. No, I would tell you if I made noise. I, I've been sleeping. You woke me up. I was like, God damn it. So I was like, but it was so real. It was so real. And then it was just like, oh, all right. And then like the pain, that pain makes you crazy. I was grateful to have somebody there who took that pain away. Like I said, pe people are around sometimes for a season. Sometimes they're there for a reason. I will never not appreciate that they were there for that, even though I was told later that, you know, they were only there so they could manipulate me with it later. That, that wasn't, I didn't think that was true, but I was like, I felt so stupid because at this point, everybody was just coming at me with all this information about things I didn't see, things I didn't understand. You know, this is bad for you. That person's bad for you. That person's bad for you. And I just, I just was worn down. I just took it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I agree with you. And I did. But it was just like, I just, I just want to be left alone. I, really, I did at that point. I just wanted everybody to leave me alone. Like, just leave me alone. I, I fought my way back for this. No, no, there had to be a different reason. But I keep thinking of that light. And that light is what I did my testimony about. Because I realized that light wasn't coming from the people in my life. That light was coming from the Holy Spirit. That light was God's light saying, okay, you got a choice this time. You know, we're here. You're at that that point I need you to make a choice and I chose to stay and I chose to be better but you know it, it took me a couple of weeks to get my mind clear again at least as much as I could because again they had me on tons and tons of pills did you know that you're not supposed to take tramadol when you're taking any of the meds that I was on for psych because it makes you have delusions and hallucinations and hear voices and it's like okay i thought it was the infection doing that yeah the first time it was then afterward it was the cure for the infection that was doing that so it's like great i'm sitting here again existing on sandwiches <laughs> when they chose to give me those um and i'm sitting here like crazy I was crazy, but I was getting treated like I was fine. Oh, you're home. You're fine. No, 
Let's take a look at the meds I'm on. Let's take a look at the sleep I'm not getting. Let's take a look at all the fucking nutrition I can't tolerate because everything's making me sick because of the pills. And it would go round and round and round and round. And it was just like, okay. And then finally it just, it all blew up. And I made a shit ton of changes. 29 days to Halloween. Mm. Halloween is my favorite holiday. For so many reasons. But yeah, no, like everything went around and around and around. And at, at some point I just had to wake up and go, I just, no, I got to heal. And I did whatever I had to do to, to heal. I'm still doing it. Every day is a fight for me. Every day is a struggle. You know, I, everybody's like, oh, you know, I say I have FOMO. That's why I don't sleep anymore. No, I don't close my eyes because I'm afraid I won't wake up because of all the times I wished I wouldn't. Oh, Lord, T-Rex. You spin me right round, baby, right round like a record, baby, round, 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 round. I love that song. Um, the Wedding Singer was an amazing movie. That fucking movie makes me laugh. O-M-G. I love that Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> when he's like, now go inside and take off my t-shirt before the band breaks up. <laughs> sure no. And she's like, oh, when, the, when his ex-girlfriend who like broke his heart and left him like, you know, the day of the wedding. Which is such a fucking bitch thing to do. But she does it and, you know, like she comes back and she's like, hi. And she sees like his little niece or nephew. I never could figure out if that was a boy or a girl. Kind of androgynous. Um, I think it was a boy. But he's like, hey, Linda, you're a bitch. I was like, yes, that's such a thing my kids would say. Because <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, how are you going to show up to his house and be like, hi, honey. Fuck you, bitch. Like, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> Take off that T-shirt before you cause the band to break up. Oh, my God. Hilarious. I got to watch that movie again. I love that freaking movie. And he's like, that's some grade A meat. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Fucking Billy Idol on there. Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> see, now I'm just. <laughs> anyway, he's like, oh, yeah, don't puke in my car. Don't puke in my car. Roll down the window. That's okay. In fact, they had like, what the hell did he have? Like a DeLorean or some shit? I don't know. Um. Do not measure your worth in dollars. Do not measure your worth in dollars. But in respect, security, and honor. Base your life in honesty, integrity, and loyalty. This will show who you truly are. Uh, Lady Awesome said the wedding singer is one of mine and my oldest favorite movies. There's nothing bad about that movie. I love that movie. I love it. Um I can come on. What's the song? Um God, he's like one of our first class passengers 
wants to sing a song to one of our coach passengers. And since we let our first class passengers do pretty much whatever they want, I'm going to give it to him. And he's like, um, oh, how does it start? When you say, I forget. Oh, God, I know the song, too. I want to make, make you smile whenever you're sad. I want to, like, it's just, it's so cute because it's so, it's so everything everybody wants to hear. Like, I don't want to hear about grand gestures. I want to know that when the house is cold, you're going to cuddle up, wear some socks, wrap around me, and we're going to be warm together. <laughs> That's all I care about. I want to know that, you know, when you get up to get something to drink, you bring something back for me, just like I would for you. You know, I want you to sit down to dinner with me and say, you know, this is really good. Thanks for making this, babe. And that's it. That's all I need. It could take me eight hours to create a feast for you. If you appreciate it, it was worth it. You know, if I'm nourishing you, nourishing your body, nourishing your soul, if I'm giving you peace to be who you are, to be happy and content in exactly this moment without anything that you want that you don't have yet, I'm doing my job. That's my job in life, to give you peace and contentment, to make you see how strong and vital and necessary you are to my life. And I need you to make me see that I'm here doing what it is I was meant to do, not focus on me, not focus on my flaws, my insecurities, you know, the things I need, because that all crops up when I'm not thinking about my family, when I'm not building something greater than myself. I swear, Jordan Peterson said the reason why women have so much anxiety and depression now is because they don't have a focus other than themselves. They have all this nurturing maternal energy that they don't have a place to pour it into. They have spousal energy. They don't have a place to pour it into. So what are they doing? They're focusing on them. Why don't I have a family? Why aren't I happy? Why don't I have a spouse? Why don't I have a boyfriend? Why don't I have a girlfriend? Why do my friends hate me? Why do these people think that I'm this? You know, why do I not like myself? Why do I hate looking in a mirror? Why do I hate talking about, you know, my issues? Why, 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 why? all about me? I just said, it's not about me not supposed to be about me not everything is about me but when i don't have something to hold and protect and to nourish and nurture and to pour every bit of knowledge and love that i have into it what is there to do with all that energy women can do anything i've always said that but it's better if they're doing it for a purpose if it's directed at something that has longevity, fleeting shit means nothing to me. I don't care about your car. I don't care about your job. Is it nice that you have an income? That's great. Does it make a difference to me? Not really. 
it doesn't make a difference in how I think of you. The difference is you have a job. So yes, I think highly of you for doing that. You know, you're the man. You should have a job. You should be able to provide. But that's not my only focus. There's so much more to a man and what he has to offer than a paycheck. You're not just providing money for your family. You're providing strength. You're providing an example for us to follow. You're providing stability and security. You're providing guidance that maybe they wouldn't have had without you. You're providing love for when they don't feel loved. You know, you're providing sucker when they, and haha, because that word with me, it, it takes on something else. But you are, you're providing S-U-C-C-O-R. Ah, just so you know, just for everybody's edification. Um, you're providing solace. You're providing comfort so that the person you choose to be with has the strength to get through whatever they're going through, come out the other side and be better with you, for you, and for your family. That's the thing. You're not going to pick up anybody who's just perfect out the box. They're never going to be perfect. You're always going to have things that irritate the shit out of you about them. And you're always going to see things in them that irritate the shit out of everybody else. And you're like, Mm, babe yeah it's just like come on and you love it and you won't admit it because everybody's like ah, rah, 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 and but they know they know they know that when you say oh i can't stand that you're just like it's so cute i don't want to admit that's cute stop it <laughs> don't make me soft man stop it but you want that and you play the game and they do the tease and you do the tease and it's a dance that's what you do you know, you dance, you could dance if you want to, you know, just saying. I'm not going to sing that song, though. Um, Jacob said, now, if only other women saw it that way, I found one, but most women, not most women, are like you and my wife. Um, And what is the point of living if not for someone or something larger, Crystal? Crystal said that doesn't ring true. Women who don't marry and don't have kids live longer and have less stress in their lives. You might be right. My three aunts never got married. They never had kids. They worked. They lived together. They owned homes. They did everything. And you know what? They died alone. Alone. One aunt died and nobody knew she was dead for days. Because everybody had families and lives. They, they were not checking in on them like three times a day. If one aunt said she's fine, we had to take it for granted. She's fine. Okay. She thought she was fine, but they were fighting. And so they weren't talking for a couple of days and she didn't know she was dead. There you go. That's what I look at. So yeah, you can have your perspective. I'm speaking from a very different perspective than yours. I respect your ability to do that. I'm shit, girl, I'm single. 
I have been single 20 years because I chose not to put my energy into men that weren't worth it. I put the energy into my kids and to improve in myself so that if I did meet somebody, you know, that I clicked with, I could say, you know, I didn't spend all these years just sitting on my ass doing nothing. Like I, I tried to emotionally improve. Instead, I improved my mind, I improved my intellect. I improved my kids. I became more resilient. I became more resourceful. I became a stronger survivor than I was before. And I learned to learn from my mistakes. You know, I don't take them as personally as I used to. I take them and I try to like get the lesson from them. I'll deal with the guilt and the sadness later, but I need to know that I learned something from them. Um, it's a very narrow view of life. If you think that you have to be married or have kids to have a purpose for life, that's not what I said at all. That's not even remotely what I said. However, when you say that I have a very narrow view of life because you think I said that, that that's kind of narrow too. So we're going to have to just agree that we didn't see the same things being said. Again, I could say something, you could receive it a completely different way. And that's fine. And you're addressing it. That's good. I need to know how you took it. I'd like to know how you took it. Because that's not how I meant it at all. I'm speaking to a very specific set of people. I am speaking to my desires, my mindset. Because I've been there and it failed. And I I don't want to not go there again. I believe in marriage. Do I believe that marriage was for me in the last 20 years? No, because there was nobody who could go toe to toe with me. And I had too many issues that I couldn't address. Wait, what? Uh, the Dance by Garth Brooks. It's a good song. It is. Oh, you know what other song I love of his? Working on a Full House. Oh, I love that song. That song always makes me like, I just think it's so cute. Um, T-Rex, because your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of mine. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Lady Awesome said, look at Betty White. She was a widow for many, many years and never had children. Yeah, no, she lived a long life, but she had purpose you know she was not somebody who shut herself off from the world she lived and she just enjoyed it you know she was just balls to the wall kind of i'm just gonna say what i want to say with a smile on my face and you're never gonna be offended because look at me i'm so cute like she was amazing that was a fucking gift if anybody ever had a gift she could deliver the raunchiest line and you'd be like, oh, don't you just want to take her home and put her in your pocket? Like, she was just adorable. <laughs> Even on the Mary Tyler Moore show, she would say shit, but she would like, she was vicious, vicious. And she would smile and get away with it. And I'd be like, oh my God, you can't even like dislike her. Like, what the hell? What is wrong? <laughs> Uh, Jacob said, no, Shell, she's bickering with me. Just hard to argue while I'm driving. All right, I'm lost as to what 
what's going on in the chat. So whatever. I'm just saying, I don't mean to like leave anybody out or like have a narrow view. I'm speaking specifically about this dynamic. So this is for people who are trying to be in a relationship and maybe they don't understand how to make it work because it's never worked for them before. And these are just my ideas. This is something that I heard that resonated with me and I'm going to talk about it. I don't, I don't begrudge single people anything. I'm single. Hello. I will die alone. We all know this and that's fine. But I want people to know, like, there are ways to, like, improve yourselves together, not separately. You don't have to do all the work alone. You know, if I do the work alone or if I do it with, you know, a friend or a partner or a lover or whatever, that's my decision. I know. What happened? You assumed a comment was about you when it wasn't and got a little uppity. And again, I told you, I don't know what my reactions are going to be because I'm off all my meds. <laughs> and I literally, I'm capable of anything, but I'm trying to be as authentic and honest as possible. So whatever reactions I have, we're going to have to work through them. You know, I don't mean anything by it. I can get a little uppity. I'm entitled. Uh, working on night move. Wait, what? Working on our night moves, trying to make some front page driving. New Is that a song, T-Rex? Because otherwise you're rhyming and it's not working for me. <laughs> ah, I love when I go nights and nights and nights with just like three, four hours of sleep. Last night was amazing. I got almost five hours of sleep. It was great. Uh, lady said, I have been shamed more for being happily married and choosing to be a stay-at-home mom than I ever was shamed for being a teen mom. Yeah, I could see that happening. I could. I could. Easily. Um, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Hell yeah. Y'all know I do not know band names, and I know, I know it aggravates one person, but it's like, you know, just educate me and shut up, because I'm not good with names. I don't remember people's names. You think I'm going to remember bands? Stop. I don't have the ability to hear three fucking notes and know the goddamn song, and who sang it, and what year it came out, and who the record label was, and how popular it was, and how successful it was. Like, I don't know the whole goddamn history. I could do that with a lot of things, but music is not one of them. If you say this is a song, I could tell you, I like that song. That's about as far as we're going. Okay. That's, that's the depth of my music knowledge. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, T-Rex said, Shelly, I'm right there with the only got six hours of sleep because the fuckers came a knocking. When the trucks are rocking, don't come na 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 knocking. Uh, Mimsy, morning, morning, morning. Well, good day. I don't like, because now, like, lady has me thinking about words and, like, their effect. <coughs> and now I really don't like saying morning, because it does make me feel like I'm kind of putting a pall on the day. And I just, I don't like it. 
I'd rather start out with a little bit more positivity. So unless I'm with somebody, Grand Risings is just, yeah, it's just you rubbing my nose and the fact that there's no risings going on around here. But it's like, you know, I'll I'll find my greeting other than, hey, what the fuck's up? Like, I need something a little better than that. Inya, aw, I'm so glad you're here. Good day. I'm dragging ass or my ass is dragging me. <laughs> it's big enough to handle the job. I I love teasing people. I'm like, I have a big old ignorant ass, but it's it's not nearly that. <laughs> like I've seen, I worked with the girl. Oh my god. I loved her to death, but she, God, she had a shape that I couldn't explain. She was tall, very wide, like her shoulders were like a good like meter stick wide. Like it felt like she was that wide. And you said, hey, bitches. Yeah, that's going to be my hello every day. Hey, bitches, what's up? I could call them bitches. Hey, bitches. By um, fucking Miami traffic. Good luck. As long as it's not raining, it's not flooding. Be happy. Uh, what was I saying? Damn it. Oh, so yeah, the size of her ass. So she was really tall, really like wide. Like she was built like a fucking linebacker. It's like you knew if she like leaned into you you were not making it back up like you just weren't oh it is raining i'm so sorry i'm so sorry t-rex i believe me i had to deal with our ship come miami office all the time and i'd be like maria would get on the phone and she'd be like mira it's raining and we're flooding and i'll talk to you tomorrow we got to evacuate i'd be like all right let us know when you're okay but it, that was every time it freaking rained she was like, it's always sunny, except when it's not. <laughs> uh, and you said, I used to get told you got that Bronx booty when I was a kid back then, back before it was popular. Oh, I can't with you. Um, so I was called fat. Being a size four or five around a bunch of zeros back in the 90s, wasn't it? Tell me about it. Tell me about it because of my ass i was like i usually was between a six and an eight and but i was short so like they'd be like oh look oh she's got a black girl's ass and i'd be like really like does every black girl like have the same ass because i don't think they do because i had black friends who were like stick thin i had some who were built like hourglass some with extra hours some with extra days there there were ones that were pear-shaped apple-shaped Apple bottom shape. There were asses that came out like a shelf. There were some that went completely flat. Hell, I knew a bitch that had a concave ass and concave inverted titties. She was all fucked up. Still met a man that fucking adored her. Adored her. They are still married. All right. We graduated in 92. And I tell her all the time, you make me bitter. And she's like, why? I'm like, you're a fucking swizzle stick because <laughs> when you've known somebody god almost 42 years jesus 
<laughs> it's sad that I can know anybody that long. You can pretty much say whatever the fuck you want. Um, she she doesn't live anywhere near me. They they moved away because she was just like, you know, she couldn't take it here. She was like, I hate these people. They're so cutthroat. They're so mean. And that's just not how I want my kids to be. And she had a shitload of kids. She lives in Europe. She just, she loves it there. I'm, I don't remember if she's in in Spain now or if she moved to France or if she was in France and she moved to Spain. I, I don't remember, but it was like, she goes back and forth. She'll spend like 10 years here, 10 years there, 10 years here, 10 years there because she married somebody who was from one of those countries. I just don't remember which. And she is like, not she's not a size zero she's smaller than a size zero she's like one of those chinese sizes you know how they send you a size zero and it only fits on dolls like it's like, it's like that she was that fucking skinny and i'd be like bitch one good wind oh i gotta i'll blow on you and blow you right the fuck out the room and she'd be like but why you gotta be like that <laughs> why does it gotta be like that why why I gotta be a swizzle stick? Because you fucking are. And she'd be like, all right, you could suck a golf ball through a swizzle stick. I'm like, bitch, really? Like, that That was just our relationship. And she was just funny. But yeah, she she lived life on her fucking terms. She didn't give a shit what you thought of how she looked. She gave zero fucks. She was like, my body's going to change every time I have a baby, every time I do this. She was like, and eventually we're all going to end up in the same place in diapers with broken, you know, bodies sitting there having somebody else take care of us. She's like, at least I'm easier to lift. I was like, damn, was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, that's some dark thinking. She was like, that's why I got to get out of here. Because this is the shit I think about. I'm like, okay. And she is. She's a totally different person now. She's. <laughs> yeah, I graduated high school in 92. Mm -hmm. Yippers. But yeah, no, she's. He's fucking funny. Like, I don't know. Living over there is just. It's freed up a part of her personality that she always kept under wraps. Only a select few of us knew how funny this girl was. Like, she just, nothing got her down. Nothing, ever. And she was just, she was a joy to be around. And it it doesn't surprise me at all that a man saw her and said, you, you might not bring me peace, but you bring me joy. And just snatched her up and never let her go. He adores her. Uh, and you said, wasn't it Jeff, Jeff Foxworth that said the joke when he met a big butt fan? I bet I could rock. That's every man who's ever wanted to like do the Bronken, you know, like what is it, that bucking Bronco or like the freaking ride the bull or whatever. They're like, I could stay on that. I could, I could easy do 10 minutes on that. And then there's the joke, you know, what do you do when you're doing a girl from behind and you want to like, you know, um, ride the bucket Bronco? You tell her, yeah, I love the way you feel. You feel kind of like your sister. And then just watch her go. Yeah, it's just, so you just hold on and be like, I got this. I can make it. Um, That was my daughter until she had kids. Her butt went from being a flat board to, yeah, get it from your mama. 
Oh, God. Seems like my daughter wound up with my ass. But my son, he's got his father's bubble butt. Like, it's like somebody took a big old honeydew melon and halved it and just put the two halves next to one another. And that's his butt because that's his father's butt. That's And it's like, I tried to hit him once on his ass when he was younger and I hurt my hand. I was like, you should not be built like your father because I can't I can't deal with it. Like, because I can't beat your father because he's just, mm-mm. but yeah, no, I, I like, I was joking around. I went to like smack him on his ass as he passed. And I was like, ah, and it really it hurt. And he was like, I'm solid. I was like, you're a jerk. Get out of my face. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I'm so old class of OO here. Jeez. Oh, excuse me. Jacob's like, class of 2017. Listen, youngin, okay? You whippersnappers need to like learn to respect your elders. You know, we don't all have to put our years of graduation. Thank you. I don't need to feel older than I am. See what you started? Like, <laughs> it's all right. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Jacob's like, I'm aware. You're aware of how old I am? Thank you. I'm sure. Kidding. Um, you're a youngin. They all youngin, Mims. They youngins. I can't deal with people that are that young. I'm like, oh. And the thing is, I always have friends of like varying ages. And like when I was when I was teaching, I we would go to like the bar or whatever on a Friday. And we'd only do it like the afternoon. We'd have a couple beers, whatever. And then we went out for my birthday the first year that we did that. And I realized that I hang out with much younger people. And I I shouldn't because I'm not that age. I may feel young and like, you know, able to go out and do whatever they're doing in that moment. But the next couple days, my body's like, see, bitch, you thought you were 20. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Welcome to reality. Here's your soreness. Here's your pain. Oh, by the way, there's pictures. There you go. Love you. And that's when I just want to like throw myself out the window and be like, no, yesterday didn't happen. Nope. 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 I don't own it. It's fine. Um, y'all are singling me out. <laughs> T-Rex only has a couple years on me. Yeah, but we're used to him being the youngin. God, between we always had like it was always him, um, Jimmy. <laughs> Who else? Who else was in that age range? I can't think of it. Like the next up, the next level up was like Jess and uh, who else? I guess the next level up off of her was like Grimmy and Nerd and you know, like all those, you know, mid 30s people. And then you had all us old people. <laughs> it's like 40 and up club. I was like, all right, how'd you get up? Slowly and carefully. That's how I got up. <laughs> Slowly and carefully. Is it raining? Yes. How do you know? Because everything hurts. Like I can feel it. When you feel the weather, you old. Jessica 
is 30. She's only three years older than me. It doesn't matter. She entered into a whole different demographic. She's, when you scroll through the ages, which age are you? Are you this to this, this to this? this? She's now the next one. Or she's soon to be the next one. That hurts. Just so you know. When you have to do that list and you have to move to the next one under it, you're like, I don't want to. Because it's just like, really? You want to say, okay, this is the group, but I'm at the lower end of that spectrum. Like, I'm at the low end of the dial. <laughs> because you're just like, no, it goes up to like, how are you going to take me from 42 to 65? Like, there's a lot of stages in between there. I believe you're not hitting on. Like, you're just glossing over them. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel giddy today. It's weird. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to crash at some point. I'm hoping I won't, but, you know, somebody will irritate the shit out of me and I'll, you, bonk. Uh, all right. So what did I say? I said, you know, me measure your worth in dollars. And that had nothing to do with marriage or anything. That has to do with you as a person. Mim said, yeah, finding my birth date when signing up for something is a challenge. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Where is it? The worst is when they ask for your year of birth and you do the one spin and then you're like, it should have, what the hell? Why are they making these spins so short? You do another one and you're like, all right, now they're irritating the shit out of me. Spin it again. And you're like, you're within like five years of your birth year. And you're like, if I just, I'm not going to spin it. I'm just going to carefully move it. It's a psychological game you play with yourself because <laughs> nobody's looking. Nobody cares. The only one that matters to is you. Is you just so like, uh, uh, what you're indignant about? <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. But I'm going to say you're all fucking guilty of that at some point. Uh, and you said, when my daughter was 16, we got in a huge fight and she was going to call me a narcissist, but she called me an atheist. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It turned into the most confusing fight. <laughs> we still laugh about it. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. I, have, has anybody else had those fights where you're in the middle of fighting with your kid and you're just like back and forth? They say something, you go, what? Like it just stops you dead because you're like, I can't fight about it if I don't know what the word is. That the right? Are you sure you use that word right? That word doesn't seem to fit. Like, is that really what you're trying to say? And it's just, it, sometimes it's all you need to stop the fight, you know, because it's just, you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, all that anger and like that conflict, that need to fight just kind of drains right out of you. And you just look at this person like, yeah, you're definitely mine. Like, I can't really, can't put that one on anybody else. That's all me. But yeah, it's it's hilarious. I love when shit like that happens. 
Uh, I don't think you know the difference in the definitions of the word. <laughs> and you're spitting out of your brain. <laughs> I actually, like I said, it's, it's one of my favorite words. And one of my favorite stories is when, um, when Billy and I broke up, when I found out he was cheating on me. And he lied to my face. And he was like, well, you know, whatever. And I was, I was like, all right, we're done. And he didn't understand why. And he was like, I don't see why. Like, why can't we just keep doing what we're doing? Like, I couldn't even, I, like, now I'd be like, I couldn't even. I could not, like, I can't. I can't. I can't even. And that says so much. When I can't with somebody, I'm just, I'm done. Like, you stick a fork in me. Like, I can't. I mean, I've either reached my my tolerance or i just got nothing to say but to laugh um and like he said that and i i was like you know i you're a fucking idiot i was like that's not no no and it was all you know no you hate me yes now i hate you goodbye like just to give him the answer to get him the fuck off the phone and i called tommy my best friend and I was crying and whatever, and I was like, and that motherfucker, he had the audacity to say to me, and he was like, wait, 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 What's audacity mean? I was like, no, he goes, what's that word mean? I said, what word? The word you said, audacity, audacity, yeah, that's the one. What does that mean? I said, are you serious with me right now? I don't know what it means. If you're going to say something to me, I want to know what you're saying. I don't know what that word means. You don't know what audacity means. Michelle, I passed English because you took my tests and you, like, let me pass. Fair. Okay. Fair. All right. Like, <laughs> you know, it was a thing where he wasn't going to graduate. And the principal was like, can you get him to get all his work together from all his teachers and help him work through it. He said, Michelle, I don't care if you do it. He has to get out of my school. <laughs> I was like, I got this. I got this. And he was like, can you help me like graduate? I was like, I can help you graduate. Like he did Votech for the majority of the day outside of the school. So like he, he really wasn't concentrating on the two or three classes he had in the school. And so he needed help. So I helped him. But he didn't. Yeah, English was not his strongest subject. Neither was math, science, reading, spelling. You know, any, any of those things. But he could fucking put together a refrigerator with his eyes shut. He could, he could rewire your whole house. No problem. You'd never have an issue. He could install anything. His skills were in other areas he was not an academic person you know he just he did not have that propensity toward academics he was a vocational trade worker he was good he was great at learning how to fix things learning how things work take them apart put them back together make them better and he that's just where his strength was I appreciated it because every time the damn like appliances went out, I didn't have to buy a new one. I just like Tom and make and went did, 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 and stopped. Hold the refrigerator out. Okay. What are you looking at? I'm looking at the ooh, like you like a coil went bad or this plug is bad, or like 
you got to get a new one because it's stripped like all the freaking like whatever. We went through this whole thing where there was something with Freon and whatever with my air conditioner. And it was just like, I don't like, I don't get it, but he fixed it. He made me get a you know new one and he gave me the reason to tell them why I needed something new, not something refixed or refurbished. And I did, I got like new units and new, you know, appliances. It was great, but I wouldn't have done that without him. Uh, but like he didn't know what audacity meant and it was like it stopped me dead in the middle of my rant and i was just like really i said balls it means balls and he goes why didn't you just say that i said what am i gonna say i said he had the balls to say he was like well yeah that would have explained it real nice i said okay but i talk a certain way he was like i know he was like you're edumacated. I was like, I know. That's where I got that word, edumacated. He always used to use that. He was like, you're any society. You're honorable. Shut up, Tommy. I'm honorable. And your life without parole. Oh, that was so mean. <laughs> oh, that was so mean. But I'm still a little bitter. The fact that I was sleeping with a murderer. And you guys, again, you ask why i'm fucked up in the head gee i don't know could be any number of things but again he was my best friend i love him i just don't want to be in a room with him anymore I really don't really don't because i don't know him now if he was capable of that that's something i never 30 plus years never thought him capable of so when they said he's guilty, I was like, he's innocent. I believed it. They didn't believe it. So he got life without parole. And he still, like, if I talk to him, the first thing he jumps to is when we get married and have a ministry. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Please, I can't even like, I can't even let you have the fantasy, bro. Because if you break out, I'm screwed. Like, I just, knowing my luck, I'll be like, yeah, sure, play along. And then they'll have like a fucking mass amnesty and let everybody out. No, no. Mm -mm. I like going on boats. I could never go on a boat with him. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's okay, Jacob. You're not a teenager. So I don't want to gouge my eyes or ears out when you say something. No, he's highly intelligent. Yes. He is. Thank you. And he is very much a conversationalist, just like T-Rex. You know, we have young guys that come around here, but they're not, they're not immature. They have immaturity, but then we do too. You know, they have that inner child that they let play, you know, that little debaucherous teenager that, you know, the rebel, we all have that, but they let them out over here, but they can hold a, a very profound conversation. I love people that are versatile like that versatile means no i'm kidding <laughs> um mimsy hi i find my birthday it was not ever something yet yeah, i mean not for nothing that whole it's like you're playing the price is right you're like no whammies no whammies no whammies no whammies land on something damn it it's like land close to the number so i don't have to sit here like make myself feel bad um, do, 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 do. 
Mimsy said, you're so angry and you start to stutter and you can't find the word. It's true. And you're just like, I know it starts with the V. v, 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 v. And you're just going through like your internal dictionary going, God damn it. I know I know the word. And then you move on to something else. An hour later, you'll be in the kitchen like cutting something. Da, 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 da. And you just blurt out the word and you yell it. You go running back and you're like, ha. I meant to say that da, da, da. and they're just they look at you like was that necessary it absolutely was because it was driving me crazy like those are just they're fun they're fun fights when you just like you get you thwart yourself you're like oh god damn it i could have done that one better and that's the thing sometimes like i fight with people they know i'm not fighting with them because i'm mad i'm fighting because i'm in a playful mood and i'm like let's go come on come on come on come on come on because it's not fighting it's just you know like Oh, let's just argue. Come on. Give me something to argue about. Just me and you. Like, all right. Um, I'll look at my husband and say, I don't know where she gets this from. And he's like, really? Really? You don't have a single clue where that comes <laughs> No, bitch, because I'm a goddamn T.Y. <laughs> I swear to God. And yeah, I think we were sisters in another life because I'm always like, no, I, I don't know where he gets that from. I am a goddamn ray of sunshine everywhere I go. And don't you dare tell me I'm not. <laughs> it's that whole growly, growly, growly. Don't pet me behind the ear. Stop it. Because <laughs> then you're like, oh. I just want to be in my fucking, my nasty energy right now. My like, you know, playful nasty, not real nasty. Uh, Lady Awesome said, yes, when my oldest was in middle school, she was crying about, you hurt my feelings. And then says, I take that to the feds. And they said, <laughs> I take that to the fence <laughs> instead of I take offense to that. <laughs> oh my god, I wasn't expecting that. That was hilarious. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> All right, and he said, just wait, Jacob. My seven-year-old asked for a drink and I went to pour it. I told him not to run off because I wasn't going to take it to him all the way across the house. He dead ass said, why are you? He said, why are you lazy? Or he said, like, why are you lazy? Yeah, he, she said he got water. <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking asthma attack. Jesus. Oh, Christ. I told you it's super fucking like damp outside and it's not like my breathing is not good. There's another reason why I kept waking up. I woke up in a panic attack. It was weird. She said he got water and said to defense. <laughs> I take offense to that. I take that to the fence. <laughs> And I bet she was all serious about it. <laughs> That's the best when they're sure of what they're saying. They're like, mm, 
so there and you just look at them go oh i think i dropped you at some point when you were little you know like that's the only explanation <laughs> oh no you take after me that's right mm -hmm. thanks for pointing that out hon that, that they take after me uh it's hilarious odd ass city yeah instead of audacity i'm gonna take you to that odd ass city. she had the odd ass city what city was that vegas um instead of audacity hilarious take a piece hey a little premeditated murder doesn't make you a bad guy we've all at least considered it i don't think it was premeditated i think he did it in the spur of the moment on the boat they had a fight they took it too far Either he had sex with her and choked her and didn't bother paying attention to her body language or screams, or they got into a fight and she fell, or he just killed her and didn't know what to do, panicked and threw her overboard. I don't know. I can't even say allegedly that he killed her. They convicted him. In less than two hours, that jury was out. And I, I was devastated because I, he was like, you got to come see me. I was like, I can't. I'm I'm selfish about this, dude. I can't come there and see you like that. I can't. Not not now. Maybe in a couple of years, but bro, like you took 30 years of me thinking I knew who you were. You killed somebody. Not in defense, not in self-defense, not for your kids. You killed them in a fit of rage. And if you didn't kill them in a fit of rage, you killed them through neglect, through not paying attention and being bound to like alcohol and substances. So yeah, again, that's not, that's not raising you up in my opinion. Whereas before I had the highest opinion of you. Now I don't know what to think. Who are you? You know, it's daunting and highly disturbing when you spent your life knowing this person and then all of a sudden they do something so drastic and so far off from who you knew them to be not who you thought they were who you knew they were and you're just like whoa like it's terrifying because it's like dude <laughs> i'm way more like vexing than that bitch was how did you not do that to me but by the grace of god go i because i swear god had to be like nah nah it's all right you're not gonna get mad at it you're just gonna want to fuck her harder it's fine like <laughs> that was just that was our relationship you know we didn't fight ever you know if i was feeling some type of way we just went at it and that was fun I kind of like think, okay, if they went the same route, which was his MO, and he did that, ooh, how close did I come? Because it looks like, oh, you know, that one time that he was like put his his hand on my throat and I like looked at him and he was like, I'm just trying something out. I was like, I could see that. Like <laughs> he warned a bitch first. And he was like, I don't know. I won't do it. No, it's fine. Just don't squeeze and he didn't he was very like but you could see like it it did something for him you know and 
I don't shame anybody's kinks. Like I've I've been choked out before. And if it doesn't do it for me with that person, sometimes it's because it does it for them. Sometimes it does it for me. Sometimes it's them. Sometimes both. That's always the best scenario. But yes, stop. Yeah. <laughs> you don't keep applying the pressure. Cause then you're just that's not fun anymore. But um I didn't I didn't expect that from him, you know, like. I thought I knew him and to know that I was that close because he only killed her a year after he tried that move on me. And it was like, okay, were you feeling it out? Were you starting to get like that kind of, it made me think all these things. I didn't want to think about him. Terrible things. And it was because he couldn't be open and honest on the goddamn phone line because they record it and they, you know, they listen, trust me. They listen. And they will pull your ass in and put you in isolation for as long as they fucking want. If you say something they don't like. So he had to be very, very careful. And he would always tell me, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. And I'd be like, for the first year, I believed him. Until that damn crime watch thing came out I can't watch a video of you lying and still claim that you're innocent yeah they saw you were lying but they didn't see the same lies I saw like they saw the obvious ones which were just god it's like what were you doing I saw the ones that you only see when you know somebody that well. And I could see all his little tells. And that's what had me literally on the floor of my fucking classroom after class, like after school let out, I was making something and they posted this damn thing. I wasn't expecting it. And I watched it. And as soon as I saw him in interrogation, I saw him do two things that I'm not going to say. And it broke my heart because I knew that he did it and that he knew he did it and that it wasn't an accident. He was ashamed that he made that decision, but he still chose to make the decision. He had opportunities to, you know, to not do it. He had opportunities to step back because he was too heated. And he didn't. He just kept going. She kept going. He kept going. To watch that unfold right in front of me to know where the lies were and like what he was glossing over and what he was literally just making up as he went along. It, it, it really, it, it, a part of me died with that because I loved this man. You know, he was my best friend. He trained me to be human again. He believed as ironic as it is, 
His were the hands that taught me it's okay to be touched. You know, he taught me how to let somebody have access to me. That not everybody was going to hurt me. Not everybody was going to force me to do things I didn't want to do. Not everybody was going to hold it over my head and beat me and whatever. They weren't going to, you know, like threaten my life every two seconds. I could be with a man and be comfortable and feel okay and feel pleasure in it. Oh, God. I didn't know that I could do. Didn't know I could do that. But he did teach me that. And it took him a really long time to teach me that. You know, it taught him, he, he took the time to teach me how to be, uh, um, a bit of a clown during sex, like to be goofy. It's okay to fucking laugh and to play. And it's okay to look at somebody and go, why not your best? Why not your best? <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like with no venom no heat no anything just two people just ribbing one another like whatever like oh yeah oh, that's all you got please i could have gone like two more rounds like and it's just it's the playful banter and the it's okay to do stupid shit you know it's okay to lose your balance and fall off the bed been there done that you know, and I was so embarrassed. And I looked over at the bed and he was clutching his stomach because he could not stop laughing. Because <laughs> like just he said your face. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I didn't expect you to like you move this way. And I wasn't steady and boom, right over. And he was just like, it was so funny. But this was my best friend. This is the shit that he taught me in life. That it was okay to enjoy having sex with somebody. It was okay to enjoy being touched by them, by touching them, by exploring, by being that kind of vulnerable. It was okay. Not every dog bites. Not every snake attacks. You know, sometimes you just got to take the people as they are and not not worry about what came before them in your life. You know, you got to give them, you got to give them the freedom to be who they are and not who you think they're, they are. And you said, sometimes that fart just has to come out. Fart, queef, whatever. Shit happens. Okay. There are certain positions that lend to different noises and you know, we would laugh about them. Like if he got, oh my God, he got a Charlie horse when they, in the, right in the middle. And he was, ow, ow, ow. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And he's like, he's trying to like reach down for his leg, but he's trying not to like to slip out. And it's like, he's trying, like, he's trying to like keep going and doing what he's doing. But I'm like, bro, could you just stop? Cause your face, you're just like, yeah. Like, and I'm like, I don't know if you're enjoying it, you're in pain, because it looks like all of them. Like, just stop and deal with your leg. <laughs> oh, but what if you want to do it? You don't want to do it after that. Have you met me? Like, we're, we're going to be fine. Let's take a break, get a little water. You're probably dehydrated. We've been at it a while. There we go. And, but that was our sense of humor with one another. We didn't, like, we we didn't really treat a lot of other people like that. Because they wouldn't understand. They'd get offended. And for us, it was just fucking funny. 
So for him to go and those hands that that taught me gentility and taught me a little bit of tenderness and that I could be okay. They killed somebody. The conflict that I still have about that in my head, I don't know if I'll ever work through because it's such a, it's such a deviation from like literally decades of who I knew him to be. Like, I get it. When I watch those serial killer things where the families are like, I had no idea. People are like, you had to have some idea. No, no. You really don't. You don't always have an idea because people can be extremely covert in what they do. They can split themselves right down the middle and be one person for you and another person for everybody else. It's a risk with everybody you meet. I mean, look at that Billy Joel song, The Stranger. You know, have you ever let the stranger, you know, have you ever let somebody see the stranger within yourself? Like, mm, I don't know that I have. Maybe recently, but like in my past, no. I didn't, I didn't trust anybody to see that. I really didn't. And I, I probably still don't trust any of those people it's just i have different people in my life now they bring a different a different set of strengths a different set of trusts you know different memories different things to draw on uh lady awesome said yes shelly i left straight in her face while she was crying <laughs> Oh, she didn't understand, which just made me laugh harder. Girl, I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, my kids would have been so pissed at me. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? That's not funny. <laughs> Take it to the fence. Oh, I am. I'm going to take it right to the fence. Every time you're just, you're very fenceful. <laughs> oh my God. That was like, <laughs> oh, I fucking love this crew. I really fucking do. Me la familia. Mm. Now she's in her 20s. I don't tell her take it to the <laughs> I tell her don't take it to the <laughs> And you said I would too, Lady Autumn. She would never live it down. Nah, that's gonna be that's gonna be till the end of time. Mm -mm. Watch when she gets to heaven, God'll be like, you can come here or you can go to the fence. <laughs> you want to take it to the fence? <laughs> I could just imagine her being like, really? Uh, obviously, you talked to my mother. No, I saw it in real time. Like, I was there for it. <laughs> oh, God. 
Y'all did my heart good because I did not know how I was going to make it through today. And that's why I call her Lady Awesome. Because <laughs> she is. It's the little things. Yeah, it's the little things like that. It really is. It just makes it worthwhile because they just put you through hell. It's like, <laughs> at least you're funny. And you said, I will say that my son's dude is bruh. I remember duding my mom to death. <laughs> and now I know how she used to feel because bruh, really? I know, that's my son. He's like, he goes, he like looks at me instead of saying like ma, he goes, bruh, come on. I'm like, no. First of all, I'm not you, bruh. And he's like, oh, but I'm your dude? I'm like, everybody's my dude. <laughs> he's like, you overuse that. There is no such thing. How dare you? Rude. He likes to call me either bruh or mm, all right, boomer. I'm like, I am not a boomer. And he's like, you're not not a boomer. Because like, I just don't have a retort for that. And someday I will, but I don't today and i didn't yesterday or the day before any of the days that were prior to that uh do you think he remembers doing it the oh i don't know about this who sorry it... he's in florida he has um life without parole life without the possibility of parole and his very last appeal is coming up and i pray Pray, pray, pray that it goes the way God intends it. I'm winking at you, God. Do you see me? Do you see me? Little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It should go the way you intend it. Dear Lord, be on my side that day. Um, Sometimes that part just has to come out. Fucking salesman, man. T-Rex. Uh, she can kill with her smoke. She can wound. She can kill. No. She can't kill with her smoke or wound with her eyes. She can kill with a smile. She can wound with her eyes. She can ruin your faith with her casual lies. She only reveals what she wants you to see. She hides like a child, but she's always a woman to me. That's my Billy Joel. Ah, uh, yeah, you got all the words wrong. <laughs> T-Rex, <laughs> the sentiment was there. I uh, just got a phone call that apparently a salesman had an issue with the telematics install I did. Just how I like to start my damn day. Tell him to, you know, tell him thank you for calling. And yeah, I will put you on hold. I'll be with you one minute. Just fucking leave him there. Every time she got upset, I'd be like, hey, get away from that fence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Uh, oh, Jacob, fuck Mondays. That's right. That's exactly fuck them in the ear. 
Fuck them in the nose. Fuck them all over. Fuck Mondays. Uh, how the hectic does <laughs> your typos kill me? <laughs> how the heck does a little rain cause Miami to fucking flood? I don't get it. It's just it's a magical Miami, man. That's what it does. Two fucking drops of rain and it closes the city down. Everybody evacuate. Because all the bridges, all the toll roads, all like whatever roads they have, they're just fucking flooded. God help you. If you're stuck somewhere, just go get some liquor. Go get some food. Sit down and shut the fuck up about it. Just wait for it to wait for the sun to come back out. The waters recede. Uh, do, do, do. At T-Rex, it was built on a swamp. Where is there for the water to go? That's why Hoboken floods. Uh, at Shell, nowhere around me, right? <laughs> I don't know. Mimsy. Yeah, I, I love this. I love all Billy Joel songs. Um, Vienna was one for me. Because I always felt like that, that song just resonated with me. Because I was always in a rush. Always in a rush to do this, get here, do that. <gasps> Jacob Castro, both my Jacobs. Aww, you're both here. That makes me happy. You have to go back, Jacob, like a couple screens just so that you read what Lady Autumn said about her daughter because it's freaking hilarious. I think it was Lady Autumn. Was it Lady Autumn or was it? Yeah, it was Lady Autumn. Uh-huh, yeah, Lady Autumn. Lady Awesome. See, I, now I just say it naturally. It just comes out naturally. Uh, hola. ¿Cómo estás ustedes? That was a little formal, but whatever. Uh, so I'm looking at these damn... All right, so... All right, you don't measure in dollars. And one of the things he said after that was, we're going over um, T.D. Jake's. And winning at home, because that was the name of his sermon. And I did it tongue-in-cheek because, well, this one's winning at home is always winning. Uh, open your mind, close your mouth. Be still and be present and center yourself in a place of serenity called home. That's a quote, direct quote from him. Open your mind and close your mouth. Be still and be present and center yourself in a place of serenity called home. That's the whole point of creating a home. You're not just creating a home. You don't have to be married to create a home. You create a home where you can retreat and recoup and rejuvenate, re-energize yourself. Jason, Jacob, the teacher's back on topic. Got to distract her again, guys. Computers bite me. I know I'm very easily distracted. I can't help it. And I don't want to help it. I like it. It takes me into all weird places. And it's like getting lost in your car. Like you take the car and you just drive. You just find new things. See, now we would have never learned about the to the fence thing if we hadn't gone off topic. <laughs> Castro, he said, "I'd take that to the fence." 
You can take it to the fence, take it to the coop, take it, take it wherever you want. Oh, oh, I don't have that much more to go. All right, so back to what we were talking about. So he said, women, I can't, women view a man's preoccupation with work or money as a personal rejection when the relationship has not been defined or mutually structured. I'm sorry, this is when like the pills wore off. So like my hands were shaking. <laughs> we're going to have fun trying to read this. Uh, T-Rex said, Shelly, I remember my little sister came home when she was like six and she was crying. And my mom said, you know, asked why. And she said, Gavin hugged me. And now I'm worried I'm pregnant. <laughs> uh, Jacob said, I'm afraid he'd like it too much if I did. So, oh, you shut up. <laughs> Hush. T-Rex, yeah, that's cute. I mean, what little kids, oh my God, when they they get an idea in their head, it's like, what? Where'd you get that from? You said it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. And they take something you said completely out of context because like it's not even a word. It's like, all right, whatever. Um, let's see. Okay, so. Women view a man's preoccupation with work and money as a personal rejection if the relationship has not been defined or mutually structured. I get that. Like, if he doesn't, like, if he and you don't speak, not you or anybody, like, if you don't establish that, okay, when I go quiet, it's not because I'm ignoring you, it's because I'm doing something. What is she hearing? Or what is he hearing if you say that? If if I get like, oh, you know, if I'm overwhelmed with things going on in my house and I'm just like, I can't, I can't talk right now. Like I got to go, I got to do this and I'll talk to you later. And I just click and there's no warmth in it and there's no whatever. That's not a rejection. That's, I'm not being in the moment. I'm being in the future where I have to do all this stuff. I'm being in the past where I did all this stuff, you know, and I just had this argument with my kid and da, da, da. that's where I'm living. And that's when he says, you know, open your mind, close your mouth, be still, be present, center yourself in a place of serenity called home. It's very difficult to return home when there's nothing but chaos. You have to have some type of time or place where you can just be, especially for like introverts. I'm an introvert. I, as much as people swear I'm an extrovert, I'm not. I'm very happy locked up in my house. Like, just leave me and mine alone. As long as we got, we got TV, we got snacks, we got each other. We're good. Just, we're fine. We can entertain each other forever. I can leave myself entertained. Like, if it wasn't for me having to take care of other people, and if I didn't get into YouTube, I literally would have just laid in bed reading months and i would have been perfectly content with that it probably would have been healthier for me but <laughs> that's not the way i went um instead i chose to jump in and have something to say 
And I always, you know, I was like, all right, some people are going to listen. Some people aren't. I'm good with that. I'm totally okay with that. You know, but if I talk to one person, that's enough for me. You know, I just, I want somebody to laugh. I want to make a difference. If it's improving their strength, if it's making them laugh till they pee a little, you know, if it's letting them be okay with, you know, like a queef or a fart during sex and be like, girl, we all been there. Okay, we have all been there. He's been there. Like, stop. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Tommy told me a story about, oh, dear God. He was with this girl. She was very, very dainty. Like, they never had, like, rough sex. They never had, like, it was always very, like, she laid there. And she was very, like, stiff. And, like, you know, like, she'd have, like, the bra and the shirt. And <laughs> the sheet. And she'd be clutching the sheet. And she'd have the blanket tucked all around her. And he'd be like, how am I supposed to get in there? Like, what the fuck? Like, calm down. And she just, I guess it had been a really long time for him and they were out for dinner and she kept talking. So he kept eating and he was just, you know, he had had a cold. So he said, I had all this like air trapped in my stomach and in my intestines that I didn't know I had. <laughs> he said it as soon as we started, he said, I was so mad because she just was like, she was not into it. She was just laying there like, I. I yeah I like it I like it and I was just like we're not doing this unless you're gonna enjoy it she's like I just I want it but I can't relax and he was like fine she's like please just I'll get into it in a minute and I remember him telling me the story because he's very animated so like he had to do all the roles and he had to do all the voices and like run around these were not conversations we could have on a phone like he would be like meet me downstairs in five minutes okay all right get the call up to the window Shell fucking three in the morning Michelle. Michelle, what? come downstairs are you kidding me i gotta tell you something i gotta tell you something <laughs> son of a bitch i'd get all freaking like well no that's a lie i wouldn't get all dressed i'd put on like shoes and then i'd just go outside um but <laughs> yeah i'd go downstairs in my pajamas i give a fuck and he'd tell me the story and i'd be like are you kidding? And he told me this story and he was like, oh, he was like, she was just so Rrr. and I was like, come on. And this and he's doing all these like faces. I'm hysterical. He goes and then I was like, fuck it. Just just do it. Be three pump man and just think of something really hot and just go for it. So it's over. And he, <laughs> he said, I don't know what happened. He said, but as soon as I bottomed out, my stomach hit her stomach and all I heard was and I was like oh that ain't good he said and I farted <laughs> never farted in my life <laughs> he said it wasn't a bunch of little farts he said it was one just one <laughs> he was like but it was like somebody was blowing a horn out of my head. 
I'm fucking dying. He said she was mortified. <laughs> Good thing was I can't wait to tell Michelle. It was like I'm landing with my girlfriend. <laughs> thinking, oh my god, I can't wait to tell you that I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this is why we're friends because I can't do this with anybody else. And it was he. Oh my god, I <laughs> I laughed so hard. Oh, and it was just, oh my goodness, it was so funny. When shit like that happens, you always got to have somebody in your life that you can say this kind of shit to. <laughs> because it's okay. It's okay to, like, have fun. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to... <laughs> It was like a whore. Because <laughs> you know what I said. <laughs> I said, was it like a bugle? <laughs> like a trap bone. I'm going to die. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Without missing a beat, he said tuba. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> and that was all she wrote. Like, I was no good. <laughs> oh my god, my face hurts. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't thought of that in so long. Oh, <laughs> crying. Yeah. <laughs> can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> and that's why he was my best. <laughs> because nobody nobody can make me laugh the way he did back then it was it was really hard to get a laugh out of me sometimes and he would just here you go <laughs> I like, you fucking idiot <laughs> because it was just so Tommy it was so Tommy but, oh god fuck <laughs> I am going to have an asthma attack. I swear to God, where's my asthma? <laughs> I can't. Oh, all right, Shell, I got to do actual work. Remember, I love you. I'm proud of you. Have a great day. T-Rex, you drive a truck. You can't just listen. <laughs> but go ahead. Be careful, honey, because it, it does get very dangerous down there. And remember, I love you, too. So just... Just be careful, okay? Oh, God.
<laughs> and you said, hope everyone has a great day. It's bound to happen. <laughs> Listen, if I can start your day or end it with a laugh, then everything I want on the internet at this moment comes true. Like, I just, I, the world is so not laugh worthy. And I love rediscovering memories that fucking just. Oh. <laughs> I can't. <clears throat> Much better. Let's get a little bit more better. <laughs> a little bit more better. <laughs> As a teacher. Uh, no, Jacob. Fucking hell. See, you say that. Don't do that, because that just makes him show up and show it. I'll fucking play it. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Whatever. <coughs> I don't even know where he is. I don't know if he woke up. I have no clue what he's doing. It's weird to go this far into my day and not have heard from him. But it is what it is. Uh, he's busy. He got that job. Got that job. Got that job. And I'm very proud of him for getting that job. He's He's always doing amazing things. Always. Ah, so Jacob Peets asked for that. Whatever. It's 11 o'clock, four hours in. I have, oh, two more pages. Let's run through them. All right, so. Do, 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 do. Um, he was talking about cleaving. You know, like when you're on a bike, when you're on a motorcycle. And you cleave to the person that's driving, right? So if you don't, yes, Kinder. Hello, I haven't seen you in so long. I missed you. How are you, honey? Aw, we you just missed like a whole freaking like I I almost died from <laughs> freaking laughing <laughs> because of a tuba. Boo! Stop. So. I hope you're doing well, Wolfkinder. We have missed you around here. I've missed you. Uh, Mimsy said, waiting for my nurse. So if I miss you, have a great day and love you, Shelly. Oh, Mimsy, I hope that, you know, everything goes okay for you. I really, I hope I gave you a laugh. <laughs> and if something goes wrong or you feel a little bit of pain, just think tuba or think to the fence, you know, and just laugh. Just, just laugh, honey. We're here with you. We're there with you. We're rooting for you i love you too i really do you know you're in my prayers uh well kinder said thanks i caught part of it well it was fucking funny <laughs> oh jacob he said talking about cleavage no talking about cleaving cleaving 
I could get down with that. Yeah, no, you're too young for my cleavage. Way too young for my cleavage. Um, and whatchamacallit, Wolfkinder said life is complicated. Life is a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. I would rather them say life is a box of donuts. Full of variety. And really bad for you. <laughs> Chocolates are deceptive. They all look alike. But what's inside is different. That's not life. That's people. Uh, cleaving, wearing, cleaving, wearing a low-cut shirt and trying to chest bump everybody. What's your point, Inya? You know damn well that you've done it. I've done it. <laughs> Mimsy said, yes, Shelly, you cracked me up. Thanks. Good. Laughter is the best medicine there is. I honestly believe that. You know, it's not going to cure anything, but it can it can make you feel better. It can get you to a point where, you know, you can, you know, move on and move forward and say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Uh, could be a funny story down the road. If life was a box of donuts, I'd have to eat them all. Well, if you're not eating your way through the things in life, huh? what, do you, what are you even here for? <laughs> what are you even here for? <laughs> I I need to learn how to make beef jerky so that, you know, if the apocalypse does, does come, at least we got beef. Um, okay, so he said cleaving, as in being on a bike and you lean with somebody, you, you hold on to them. Cleaving is essential to maintaining a long-term relationship. In many marriages, we cleave to our spouse through the taking of turns, and we do this by taking vows. This was really interesting to me, the fact that the vows are so different than they were even literally 95 years ago. Like, they changed them between then and now. 95 years ago, they took out Obey. The religions took it out. I didn't understand that because that was the typical, like, that was the vow you gave. You know, if you went to a civil whatever, then you didn't. But when you got married, supposedly in the eyes of God, you got married according to scripture. And according to scripture and the word of God, that had to be part of your role. Uh, he said, we can be selective, look for quality. Absolutely. Life is a highway. I won't ride it all night long. Go ahead, Inya. Go ahead. Um, life is a box of donuts. Wow, that came out very Sean Penn Spigoli. Um, fast times at Ridgemont High. Life is like a box of donuts, dude. Uh, I'd like to eat them all. Yeah, uh-huh. At least it came out that way in my head. I don't know how you heard it, but, you know, clean your ears, because that's how it came out. <laughs> that's how it was. <laughs> uh, we can be selective, look for quality. Yep. The thing is, so much emphasis has been put on looking for quantity, because apparently dudes with high body counts are, oh, they're so valuable. Yeah. They're valuable to pharmaceutical companies because they keep giving them penicillin and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, now I want some sour cream cake donuts from the bakery. 
No, you know what I've been dying for? And I refuse to get them. Winning is so fucking busy. He's so so busy. So busy. Busy. Um, I want apple cider donuts. I love, but I want good. I hate when they make them like so dry and it's like, like, I don't want that. I want just a nice, plain apple cider donut. I'm not big on donuts. I really don't like them. I'm <laughs> they're way too sweet for me. But like I'll I'll eat apple cider donut. That's not a problem. Rachel and I, the last time, the day that we went and I got my um I got my four-leaf clover tattoo on my wrist for my grandmother, we went to this um pumpkin patch place, like this farmer's market, way, way out. We were just driving and driving and driving. We wound up coming home so stupid with two gallons of fresh apple cider each and a dozen apple donuts because the bitch in the store, like in her little thing, was like, oh, here, have one each. And Rachel and I were like, well, we'll take half. And she's like, no, you can have one each. I make them. She's like, I have plenty. Okay, thank you. And we're walking around like, why would this bitch give us a whole donut? We're not used to getting free shit. And, you know, like, not from a girl. If there was a dude, I'd be like, I want that steak. I want that cake. I want whatever. Here's tits. Look, you know, cleavage. And we get what we want. Her especially. Her tits are like twice the size of mine. They're huge. Um, and, and she shows them a lot more than I do. But we're eating this, like, we're walking through, and I'm like, oh, a donut. And she's like, yeah, oh, my God, it's great. And, you know, it smells really good. And I'm like, okay, but she was awful nice about giving us this. Like, I hope it's good. Because she's watching us as we're walking and eating them. And, like, she took a bite. I took a bite. We both, like, stopped dead. And all you heard the lady say was, mm-hmm. Like, she knew what we were thinking in that moment. I turned around. I was like, oh, my god and she was like it's good right and she was like that's my great great grandmother's recipe i was like was she amish jesus like right and she was <laughs> but that was the thing like it was so good it was so good and it oh my god it was that was probably the best donut i've ever had and i've never been back there and i don't even remember how we got there but i brought them home and my children descended on those donuts like locusts on friggin' Egypt. Like, it was just like, oh my God. And I, I fucked that. Rachel's like, you let them have, bitch, I put two on the side for me. What am I, crazy? I'm not new. Like, I've met these children before. <laughs> Donuts don't stand a chance in this house with these kids. But yeah, no, it was so good. So good. And they were just, they, yes, they were, I don't want to use the word moist, but they, they were, they were moist and they had flavor and like, there were like, she had like chunks of like apple in them and it was so good. Cause it was just, Oh, it was, Oh, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. And then she was like, would you like coffee? Everything she said, would you like, we were like, yes, one of each. Thank you. Like, <laughs> like you gave us this amazing thing. I'm going to trust anything you want to sell me. Like, go ahead. If it's food, let's go. Like, I trust your judgment, lady. Because she didn't try pushing it on us or saying it's the best thing you've ever tasted. She waited. That girl was confident. Because we both stopped dead and we're like, oh. 
and like my hand went right to my mouth rachel's hand went right to her mouth and all you heard was mm-hmm like real soft mm-hmm I swear to God. And I turned, I didn't even move my feet. I pivoted and like, I was twisted. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> She's like, mm -hmm. I, and I literally was one of the best things I'd ever had in my mouth up to that point. And let's face it. I am not new. So it's like, <laughs> but it was really, really good. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but yeah, no, I would love to go back to that place and get that donut but it's just never gonna happen um and you said our local bakery has good cake donuts i usually go for regular but they do something amazing with their cake donuts they have apple pumpkin sour cream chocolate blueberry and red velvet oh that sounds good i would go for the apple the sour cream and the blueberry not a fan of i'm not a fan of pumpkin anything but pie um uh, chocolate donuts not my favorite i don't know it's i don't know and i don't like red velvet anything i just mm, it's i have an aversion you know when you have like that first time you have it if it's not good you never want to have it again because all you remember is that really ratchet first time Kat, what are you doing stop doing that like you're making a lot of noise for nothing Go, move away, move away. Shush, shush. And shush. Cats think they own the place. I mean, geez. Fine, you do nothing and I fully support you. Buy your treats, buy your toys, play with you and love you and feed you and, you know, let you shit in a box and take care of you. But you're not the boss, okay? Just letting you know. Uh, okay, so we, we were talking about vows. Not donuts, vows. <laughs> If you marry correctly, you could always play like ring toss with the donut with him. But, you know, hopefully it will never fit beyond just sitting on top. Because if it goes straight down, you married wrong. Uh, so, okay, so 1928, they took out Obey. They honestly took Obey right out of the friggin' out of the vows. So it's like, okay. So you have like for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in joy or sorrow, sickness or in health, forsaking all others until death do you part. And then you say, like the woman was supposed to say, I will love, honor, and obey you all the days of my life. And they took that out. So I know it's for like the whole lake empowerment thing and you know that doesn't empower me if you have to remove a word to make me feel like i have power now mm, that says more about me than it does about the the vow i don't have a problem vowing to obey the man i marry i really don't because he's going to be the head of that household Yes, we work together, but I don't want to be the, the bearer of all the responsibility and decision-making. You know, you do this. Let me take care of everything within the house. You take care of keeping the house here, you know, making sure we have one. And I will run the shit out of the inside of it. You know, I will make sure we are a family. I will make sure everything is clean. And 
you know, you have clothes to wear and you have good food to eat and that you're never unwanted and you're never turned away from anything. Like, will I obey to set that up where I have a home where I'm loved exactly as I am and I'm, you know, I'm set up to do what it is I want to do? I want that in my wedding vows. It's not for everybody. But I think it is for me because if I don't have that accountability, because I know me, I I won't make good decisions. I'll make decisions on my own. I won't give a fuck who they affect because oh, I could do it on my own. And if you tell me to do something, I'll be like, who the fuck are you? Because I didn't agree to do what you told me to do. And the only way I'm going to agree to obey is if I trust you not to be a dictator about it. Like, I obey because what you're saying is in my best interest. It's in the best interest of our family. It's in the best interest of our relationship. That's the way I take it. That, Like I said, that's not for everybody. It's not. But I know that without that direction, without that guidance, without knowing that I'm walking through a room of vipers with a steady, strong hand at my back, guiding me through. If he says, we turn and left, bitch, we turn and left, because there's a reason he's telling me that. If he says, stay away from that one, that one is toxic. He's never going to just order. I don't believe that obey means blindly fucking follow. I'll obey, but you need to like, this is part of it. You need to explain to me why. Why is this? Like if we're going to do something and you just shout something at me, unless it's a life or death situation, I might take a little umbrage with it. You know, I might have a bit of a toot about it. I'd be like, why? Now, if you're my daddy, you know, like you could turn around and be like, because I said so. But that shit don't fly anymore. Like, I need a reason. If you want me to do what you want me to do, give me a legitimate reason that's going to make sense to me. This way I can go, okay, yeah. Or I can say no and be like, I'm not comfortable doing that. Why not? Well, here's my reasons. You're not blindly obeying, but you're not defying either. You're explaining, I can't do that. Like, I'm not there. I need, I need more time. And that's fine. That opens lines of communication because you have to reason with each other. You have to explain. You know, there's no, there's no, because I told you to, there's no, oh, well, I'm not doing it because who do you think you are? There's no ego there. Get rid of your goddamn ego. Save that shit for when you need it. Because I have lost out on so much in life because of my pride. Because of my ego. Because, oh no, what are people going to think? I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks anymore. I spent the first half of a century, because I plan on living a long time. I spent the first half of that century just doing what everybody else needed. Following what I needed. Or what I thought I needed making horrible decisions, you know, and just 
it was just, you know, pointless. It was me yelling with nobody listening. Pride cometh before the fall. Yeah. And double the pride, double the fall. And I've always had a lot of pride. A lot of pride. Anybody who's known me longer than an hour knows I am stubborn as shit. I am stubborn and I love to fucking just punch back because that's that's how I was raised. You know, you come at me, I'm going to come at you first and harder. Because I need you to get down and stay down so that I can get the fuck away. But if I'm marrying this person, I'm going to be with them for the rest of my life. Right? That's how I'm going into thinking about these vows. If I'm going to be with somebody the rest of my life, why wouldn't I trust them to tell me something and then I just do it? Because I know they're looking out for me. I know they're not going to hurt me. I know they're not going to take advantage of me. And that's, that's what he talks about with cleaving. Like, you're going to hit those hard patches, and I might want to do one thing, and you're like, no, we, we go together. I'm going to go left. I need you to go left with me. Don't question it for now. I need you to trust me. Okay. You know, I might need more discussions about it later. But in this moment when you're telling me you're with me or you're going to be on your own, I'm with you. Let's go. Where you go, so goes my nation. And you said, I've had to learn that the hard way, still am, and getting over my, my idea of how I think it should be instead of taking things for what they are. Mm-hmm. Lady Awesome said, I wrote the entire ceremony except his vows to me. My sister got ordained and officiated my second for my second marriage. Our anniversary is Sunday. Oh, happy anniversary. Early, but happy anniversary. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome, though. Oh, so you got to do the vows. Oh, you got to do your vows. Were you happy with his vows? I mean, I'm assuming you were. You had to have a clue what he was writing. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of surprises in front of other people. When people make announcements in public around me, it tends to go sideways. So I'm a little gun shy now. <laughs> no, no, no announcements. Yeah, I need to know what you're going to say first. Um, so the woman says, I will love, honor, and obey you all the days of my life. So why are they removing obey? And like he said, that's a topic for another day, but he really didn't leave it for another day. And he morphed it into this topic of holding back love. Like the way some people run their marriages or run their relationships or whatever. Um, she said, thanks, Shelly. She said, I cried. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. I love when people cry at weddings. I think it's sweet. I love the I love the whole ceremony of it all. I'm very big on traditions and rituals and stuff like that. They mean something to me. I'm very big on symbolism. I'm very big on just the small things. 
you know, a wedding isn't really a grand gesture. You know, a wedding is, that's the details. That's the contract signing. That's the, you stand in front of me. I'm standing in front of you. This is what we're saying we're going to do. I'm in it. Like, are you in it? What What's important to you? Love, honor, obey. Okay. What's important to me? Love, honor, and protect. Like, the, that's what's important to me. So I need you to protect me, and I obey you. They're not dependent or conditional. They are what we vow them to be until the day we die. That's it. I need to know that that promise means something to you. I need you to know that that promise is everything to me. I don't break promises. I don't. That's why I hesitate to make them. If I give somebody my word, I will fucking move heaven and hell to make sure I don't go back on my word, that I get it done, which is why I don't give you my word unless I'm sure I can do it. You know, I can promise you the moon and star and skies and whatever, joking around, but I don't, I don't like when people say, oh yeah, I promise I'll be good. Like, no, don't, don't use that word. It's, a promise is, it's binding to me. It's, it's so important. It's who you are. It's who you're telling me you are. And it's. In you keeping that promise, it's me getting to see who you really are. Because if you break your promises, then I can't, I can't put my faith in you. I can't trust you. I can't depend on you to be, you know, what you say you're going to be. And I expect the same treatment in return. Uh, Jacob said, my best friend and I got ordained online while we were drunk one night so we could officiate each other's weddings. He did mine, but he's still single. <laughs> so I'm still waiting on my turn. <laughs> oh my God, that's fabulous. Um... <laughs> Lady Awesome, Lady Awesome said, "We decided to get married at sunrise, like six a.m. to keep away the riffraff. Obviously, yes. Um, so the only people there were my kids, my parents, and my sister officiated at at my parents' house. It wasn't big, but it was for us. And that's the thing. I don't believe in like the big weddings. Yeah, I dreamed of one when I was little, but." As soon as like my stepdad passed away, I was like, oh, there goes my white wedding. Like, I'm not going to have a big wedding for what? He's not here to walk me down the aisle. Like, it, it would have made me sadder to have that kind of a wedding without him there. And nobody could have replaced, nobody could have replaced my stepfather. Nobody. I've been looking for a replacement for a strong man like that in my life, my entire life. And I never found anybody before that he would approve of. So I didn't, I didn't open up my heart to them. I couldn't. 
it, it was always in the back of my head. Daddy would never have approved of this one. Like, <laughs> nope. Like, mm -mm. and that, that was my, that was the litmus test. Like that was the standard. Like, mm, daddy would have been like, what are you thinking, Michelle? What? <laughs> He's temporary. Mm, he better be. Like, that's not the one you keep. Like, that fish is too small. Throw it back. That's not done growing. <laughs> like, throw it back. Which, ironically, was his job when we went fishing. He taught me which ones were the correct, you know, size, fish, age, whatever. <coughs> uh, do, 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 happy anniversary. Uh, I think I would love a little wedding like that, lady. I would. I don't know about the 6 a.m. thing. That's a little early for me, although... With me, I'm usually up all night, so 6 a.m. would probably just be like, okay. But, oh, I don't, I don't, the big thing doesn't, doesn't do it for me. I don't like that much attention. If I did, I'd, I'd put my camera on. Uh, and believe me, I'd have a much uh, bigger impact if you guys can see my facial expressions <laughs> uh, trust me you'd come back all the time just to see the goddamn facial expression but i can't fix my face i show all my emotions on my face i can't hide them so if i don't like you you know it <laughs> my voice is pretty expressive as it is but my face yeah good luck like even if i'm trying to like fix it it's no mm -mm. you know exactly what i think of you uh we had a big wedding oh yes and happy anniversary from mimsy early lady that's awesome virtual hug special and intimate <laughs> oh special and intimate about the wedding yeah girl you threw me off i'm like ugh. Uh, Jacob said we had a big wedding, but only because we both have big families. I mean, you're also young as shit. The point of me, what's the point of me having a big wedding now? Everybody I knew was dead. <laughs> it's, it's just me, bitch. That's it. Um, now this March we get to experience the other side of things. Another buddy of mine is getting married. Invite list is just over two dozen that's still a lot to me. Like, <laughs> it's not really, but I mean, just, I mean, I'm used to weddings that fill giant Catholic churches. So it's just like, that's a lot of people. A lot of people. Um, no. <laughs> but no, I, li I like the little, the intimate ones. I just, the big ones, they cost too, too much fucking money. Uh, and you said my first wedding was at Arkansas Children's Hospital. Okay. They wouldn't observe my fiance as my son's dad unless we did. Ah, oh, stop. To make decisions and sign things. Oh, Lord. We've certainly come a long way. I fucking put any name. I could have named him like Ishka Bibble and they wouldn't have said nothing. Which is his last name? Bibble. Is that the father's last name? No. Okay. <laughs> 
<rire> Moi, c'est sûr que c'est un Ishka. Mais bon. Mimsy, I'm the same, Shelly. If I were with you in real life, I know we wouldn't be able to stop laughing. No, absolutely. I, I love to laugh. I do. I love to laugh. I laugh at the most inappropriate times, though. It's like, whatever. Uh, Lady Awesome said, I was a night owl before my husband. We had our time over coffee every day before my oldest twins would wait. There you go. It's nice to have somebody that you can like carve out a little, little bit of time with. Uh, Jacob said, I wasn't going to go there, Shell. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't speak your language. Lady Awesome said he showed how important it was for us to make time for one another. And it really is. It That one-on-one -on -one time, you can't, you can't replicate that um, later on when you know each other. It's, there always has, I don't, I'm not explaining it right. I always feel like there should be a special time that's just you where nothing outside of the two of you can invade or interrupt or distract just time to just be in each other's presence, be in the moment and just enjoy one another and lean in. That's what you do. Wolfkinder said, Ishkabibble. I haven't heard that in forever. Ishkabibble, Ishkaboo. I used to make up all sorts of like things from things that I knew that I couldn't remember. Like I would, <laughs> I'd be like, Ishkabibble, Ishkabu, the monkey dance all over you. <laughs> so my son would just be like, is that a thing? I don't know. I don't remember. It's just, it rhymes. Give me a break. Um, so now here's something that, that Pastor Jake's said that really hit home with me and quite a few people I know. To hold back love. To punish for human mistakes. Is akin to witchcraft in the scriptures. If you hold back your love, if you hold back sex, if you use that as a manipulation, as a bargaining tool, as a punishment, you are a witch in the Bible. That is akin to witchcraft. And that male or female, you are a witch. Because you are holding back something that you have promised to the other person. And now you're holding back what you know they love, what you know they want, what you know they need, because you're angry? Because you want something from them? And they don't want you to have it because it's not the time or the place or whatever. So you're going to bargain and barter and use yourself as leverage like how do you go back to being mutually intimate and trusting each other when you know at any time you could step wrong and you ain't having sex for months you're sleeping on the couch i never once told my husband get the fuck out of this bed just get out of the bed go sleep somewhere else no i did advise him i if i were you i would not fall asleep right now I'm awake. I'm pissed. So do not go to sleep. But I never told him, get out. Jacob said, burn the witch. Daisy said, drown the witch first. 
anybody who's going to withhold love or sex or like money or sustenance or anything like that from you because of a disagreement because you're not seeing eye to eye because they want something fuck them no i hate that shit that is the worst kind of shit because it hits you in your self-esteem and then they know they know they can do it again and again and then they wonder why you leave them hmm if if they drowned, they were found to not be a witch, Daisy. <laughs> Lady Awesome said, I took a test, says I'm a witch for other reasons. Same here. Same here. Um, and that's fine. I don't mind being a witch, but I actually enjoy it. However, that's the type of thing that's just evil to do to somebody. You don't fuck with somebody's emotions when you love them. Shit, you shouldn't do it to anybody, but especially somebody you are bound to. You have said, I am you, you are me, and we are one. No, if we're one, we're going to be one, and hopefully daily, at least. Like, I don't care how mad I am at you. We're hate fucking then. Let's go. Let's do the angry fuck. Get going. Pull my hair, smack my ass. Let's go. I might, like, growl at you, bite you, whatever, but it's going to be fun. And at the end, we ain't going to be that man. <laughs> we ain't going to be that man anymore. You'll be all right. Um, I do happen to think that being physically intimate with somebody, even at the worst of your feelings with them, like if you're mad, I do think that you need that reconnection. You need to establish that. And I do think it washes away a lot of the, the anchor. You know, you get that that hit of the oxytocin, you get those endorphins going, and you feel good. And then you're all like subdued and you know, you're exhausted and you're just like, you still want to fight? No, it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> it's very easy to win an argument with me. I've already told somebody how to win every argument with me. And it's not what you think, but it, you know, there are a couple ways, but I mean, that's how you win with me. You don't win by taking things away from me. You win by doubling down and I'm here, bitch, because I want to know that you're there. You are up in my face, ready to fight with me because you believe in what we're doing and Girl, I am not sleeping on a goddamn couch. We are sleeping in that bed together every motherfucking night. I don't want to hear your mouth. You enjoy it just as much as I do. Do not take that stance with me. I need somebody who's going to call me on that in case I ever go there. Like, I can't. I said the other day, give me an inch and I think I'm a ruler. That's what I meant. If you let me throw you out, of the bedroom once I'll know I could do it again and if I see the the opening I'll do it again just to avoid the conflict that's an easy way for me like haha I won even though I didn't if a woman weighs the same as a duck she's made of wood <laughs> they're <early. laughs> 
If she drowns, she's innocent. Yep. Monty Python. So awesome. Um, also, why we burn them. <laughs> if she burns, she's a witch. Everything burns unless it's water. And even then, sometimes. That's one thing. If you can set water on fire, don't drink that. <laughs> Do me the favor. Don't drink that. That's not water. That's something else entirely. And then we're right back to the original 98% water, 2% poison conversation. Uh, okay, so what else did he say? Let's go, let's go, let's go. But yeah, no, I don't believe in that. I don't, I don't like it. Um, he said, women speak in words, men speak in signals. We train men to be silent. And then we crave for them to speak. We are a compilation of what we've been through. When we go hard and hurtful on our loved ones, we inflict wounds onto ourselves. We are one in the world and we are a team. Lies have expiration dates. Truths do not. Now, I found that all that usually to be true, especially about the lies. Lies always have a way of turning over. So I just like to wait people out because fuck it. I know the truth. I'm just going to sit here with my truth like I used to sit here with my 19th and I'll just wait. I'll wait. Uh, Jacob said, speaking of water, geez, the St. John's River is trying to come out of its banks. Didn't realize we had so much rain. Yeah. Caitlin, I'm back. I didn't get picked. Oh, do you feel rejected? I pick you. Do you want us to like make you a Pokemon? Caitlin W, I pick you. Get in the Pokeball. <laughs> come on. Or do you get out of the Pokeball? I forget what direction that one happens in. Um, welcome back, Caitlin. We're talking about like vows and, you know, men speaking um, signals and women speaking words, which is why we don't understand one another all the time. Like we use words and they use signals, but to them, the signal means one thing, but they haven't explained it to us. And we know the signal to mean something else in our lives, but that's not what it means to them. So here we go with miscommunication. Uh, picked for jury duty, honey. Oh, I could have just let her answer, but whatever. Um, so like I said, a lie has an expiration date. Truth doesn't. Truth is eternal. And the thing is, do not unleash on those you love. Because the lengths you go to cannot be taken back or undone. See, if you pop off on somebody that is temporary in your life, it's not nice, but they're not really going to carry that forever. You know, you're not really going to worry that you can't undo it because they were only there for a season or they're in passing. You know, if you do that to the people you love, You can't take it back. My ex-husband can't take back any of the things he said. 
to make me hate him so that I would let him leave without an issue. What he didn't understand was if you want to leave, there's the door. I'm never going to beg somebody to stay. That's not my MO. I don't beg for things to continue. If you want them to stop, okay. If you ask me if I want things to stop, I got to think about it. I, I don't make decisions on the fly like that. Give me some time. And I will say either, you know, I'd, I'd like to let it, let it go on for a little bit longer and see where this goes. Or I'll say, no, I'm, I think we're done. I think we're done. And I'm okay with that. Like, and that's fine. I don't do the big dramatic. Oh, the only time I lose it emotionally is when I'm conflicted or when I'm being ganged up on. When it comes to endings, I'm very good at cutting, like, cutting to the chase when it comes to the end of a relationship. I'm very good at going, oh, it hurts, but yeah, okay. Like, I wish you well. And then once they're out of my sight, then I'll, you know, by myself and I'll cry and I'll cry and I'll sleep and I'll cry. But in a couple of days, like, I'm fine. The only one that ever, like, lasted long term as far as, like, suffering went, besides my father, was Billy. Because he, I thought he was the man I was going to marry. What his plans were. Talked about it all the time. And he wound up being the opposite of what I was meant to marry. He wound up being very, very bad for me. And when he said, you know, like, this is what I did, I said, uh-huh. We're done. Oh, you hate me? Sure do. Sure do. But what are you going to do? Nothing. Like, <laughs> nothing. I'm done. You don't understand. Like, I, you've got me to the point where I don't care. I really, I don't. Do I hate you? Yes, because you need me to. So you go off and do your thing thinking I hate you. I really don't. I don't care. And I don't. Once I hit indifference, you don't have a snowball's chance in hell of ever speaking to me again. Nope. You just don't. Because you have become absolutely inconsequential in my life. Nothing you say has weight to it. Nothing you do. Nothing. You are nothing to me. Go be everything to everybody else. I don't care. That's good. Good. Go, go for it. Do you. I want everybody to be successful and happy. I don't want anybody to suffer. There's enough suffering in the world. I don't want to wish it on anybody. Go do you. Lady Awesome. At Caitlin, my husband has been on truth to me. On call for like six months. Oh my God. He has till the end of the year. He's been called four times. All have been settled before trial. What the hell? Uh, I have my fingers crossed. He gets picked to go through a four and six week trial. Why? <laughs> Why would you wish that on him? I hate that. And you said, scored me some donuts. Bitch. Oh, you know what? I have to get 
groceries today, so I am going to order apple cider donuts, but they're not going to be as good as those, but I'm just going to have to suck it up. Um, Caitlin said, women are big into signals. I've had to work to say exactly what I'm thinking to Matt. We're into mind reading. I don't know why. We just assume they're going to know what we fucking want them to do or want them to get or behave a certain way. And it's just like, this is what I wanted, though. Well, why didn't you say that? Well, I needed you to do that. Well, then tell me. Tell me what you need. And it's the same with me because I've hung out with way too many guys to be like, what do you want? What? I don't, but I thought you wanted, that's not what you wanted. So what do you want? You don't know? Then how am I supposed to know if you don't know? Like, I am not fucking Swami, you know, master of like mind reading. I don't know what you want. Use your words. Don't play games with me. That's my main thing. Don't fucking play games with me. Don't play word games. Don't play fucking psychological games. Don't play with my emotions. That's the quickest way to lose me. And you won't get me back. Not as a confidant, not as a friend, not as a fuck buddy, not as a lover, not as a girlfriend, not as a wife. None of it. None of it. You play with my heart. And you are a piece of shit in my eyes. And I want nothing to do with you. Uh, so he has a nice long break from work. Oh, that's sweet. That is sweet. And maybe you could sneak in some time, you know, have a little lunch together sometimes outside the courthouse if he gets cold. I mean, I could see that being very, like, kind of romantic. I am a diehard romantic. In case you people have not figured it out yet, hopeless romantic. It's ridiculous. And I do all those fucking Harlequin-y things. <laughs> and it's usually me doing them. In the state of Tennessee, employees have to pay you. Employers have to pay you if you've been employed for over six years or longer. So why not? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we don't have that here. <laughs> $5 a day is what you get paid. And my boss actually took the $5 out of the one day that he had to pay me. I was out for five days. He paid me for one. He took the $5 out of it. He was like, because they paid you. Really? That $5 is going to kill you. You could have just left it and I would have felt good about the whole thing. But now you took it out. Now I feel fucking insulted. What the hell? <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Routine. Don't unleash. We place so much value on what we put on and devalue that which we have within. If you invest in the internal, in that internal light, that internal strength, and encourage your partner to be in the light and strength together, you can cultivate it together and be twice as strong as you ever thought. So basically, he's saying, if you guys are together, you're going to come at this. You're going to come at life from a better position. You know, you're not going to be so easily fooled. You're not going to be so easily pushed around. You're not going to be so easily defeated. You two got this. And you got to look at each other and be like, we got this. 
We might not have it right now, but we got this. Like, we're going to have this. We are not going to let this shit get away from us. We're going to work on this together. And you and me, baby, like, we can do anything. And you got to believe it. It can't be some half-assed kind of thing. You almost kind of try to create your own little mindset with each, you know, with each other. Not cheerleading. It's it's just closing the loop. You know, like you create a circle just like the ring. That's why they use a ring. It's it's without end, without beginning, without end. It just is ongoing. It's forever. And when you join the two people, you are one. You're one ring. And you are forever. And you get to hold that person close to you and take energy from them, give energy to them. You get to do an exchange. Nobody's draining anybody. You know, you're not being selfish. You are being together. You know, you're working as one. When two people lift something, they don't have to work half, you know, like even remotely as hard as if they're doing it by themselves. So why would you, why would you not want that in your life? Why would you give that up for pride? Why would you give that up? Because oh, I'm strong on my own. But you're so much stronger with that person. Why would you weaken yourself? Because you think it makes you look strong? Would you rather look strong or be strong? Because optics will only get you so far. Um. This is the one of the last things that he said, and I'm going to end on these. Uh, first, Caitlin said, I didn't even care if I got paid. I just really wanted to sit on a jury. I bet you did, you dirty girl. <laughs> Second chance, same results. Cold room for hours and nothing to show for it. Let me tell you something. Be happy that it's cold. I told you the one that they put me in was so hot. That courtroom, oh my God, I fell asleep and I fell off the dais. Um, <laughs> chair and all, boom, 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 boom. Uh, and that judge was not impressed with me at all. <laughs> it is quite the drop, too. Um, and you said what women are asking for when they do that giving cues thing is to be paid attention to, for someone to be present and close to us instead of. Tell me what you want and I'll just do it. Okay, but the thing is, he's saying that men are about the signals and women are about words. We talk our shit out. If we feel some type of way, we are going to open our mouth and bah, 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 whether to him or our friends or whatever, we are going to air that shit. Okay. You know it. I know it. We are words. We are about words. We have to put it into words. How many times have you said to somebody, no, just sit down and just listen and let me explain it to you because you are not getting it. And you'll explain it 50 fucking different ways. And they're just like, I don't get it. And you're like, oh, because it's frustrating because you get it. You understand it, but they're just not. And with men, it's about signals. And what we teach men is, okay. It's about signals. Like if you're huffy, I'm supposed to like, what? 
think this. Like, I, I need you to talk. I need you to say things to me. And they're about doing their thing because they're told no matter what you feel, it's not important. Tamp that shit down, man up, shut up and be silent. Strong and silent is what everybody's looking for. You don't need to talk. Basically tell them what you say, like what you feel is you ain't shit. It doesn't fucking matter. And it does. God, it does. We spend our lives craving men to open up and talk and we're the ones who teach them to shut up because we're like oh well talk to me and tell me how you're feeling as long as it fits in the box that i've created for you because if you like get all emotional i don't i don't think you're a man anymore oh come on that's not fair and then we get mad when we lose it on them they call us crazy you're like why would you call us crazy you just called him and you know not a man Fucking calling people beta, beta, for no fucking reason. I know beta motherfuckers, like, to the definition that is used today. That is not what a beta was originally meant to be. That is not how they're defined. That's some bullshit that was picked up by a bunch of men who wanted to make betas feel like less. That would probably be the deltas, who really are less. But, you know... That's the shit that's out there. Do your research before you start using words. I hate when people do that. Throw out a fucking term and they're like, this is what it means. Is it? Are you sure? Because I've had a lot more experience with it than you. And that is not what that definition is. Like, that is not what that word means. I think you need to go back, Junior, and like, look it up. Um, then he says, speak without being offensive. Listen without being defensive and always leave your opponent with their dignity. Now, these are lessons that he took for his life. This part right here. And this, I felt it. He was just like, speak without being offensive. I can do that. I choose not to sometimes. Um, listen without being defensive. I have a very, very hard time with that. I have a very hard time not defending myself because that's all I've ever known. So, like, I need... Get away from the fence! I, I need someone to just know. Like, I need you to... I need you to know my limits. I need you to know my triggers. I need you to know that even if we're going to argue or whatever, like no matter what you say, it might hurt me. I just need you to explain it. I need you to explain your position as honestly as you can. Because if I think you're holding something back, if I think you're lying, then I won't try again. I don't, I don't do the keep coming back for more thing usually. You know, I'll get it in a different way. Like, but you're usually not going to burn me the same way twice. And for me, if somebody, if I ask them something or whatever, if I get upset and I ask them because they're like mad that I got upset, if I ask them to like explain it to me and they won't and they're holding something back, there's no point in me having a conversation. 
because you're not capable of having an honest one with me. This really was always leave your opponent with their dignity. And he made a very good point because I don't give a crap what you have to say about me, what you think about me. You want to debate or argue or whatever, we can do that. But as soon as you go for the jugular and go personal, especially in front of people, oh no, see, you just, my dignity took a hit, which means when push comes to shove, and it always will, and you need something from me, I'm going to laugh in your face. And I'm going to be like, ah, you know what? Maybe you should have left me with a little bit of dignity and not lied on me. Like, maybe you should not have ruined my reputation because now that it's ruined, what do I have to lose? Got no dignity, got no respect, got no friends. So I could burn the whole shit down and I'm not losing a thing. What are you losing? Why do you want to take that? Take that roll of the dice. Take that chance. Seems awfully risky to me. I got nothing to lose. I mean, if you take away my dignity, I have nothing to lose. I will come for you and I will come for blood. Every time. And it's not, why would you do that to a person? Why would you invite that into your life? Because you think you can beat them? Meanwhile, everybody's got to suffer because you're stupid? Shut up. Um, so just leave me with my dignity. We may not look the same. We may not have the same history. We may not have the same future. But we have the same father. And we are family. And that's what I mentioned that the other day. Because that really meant a lot to me. We always talk about religion and um, the sexes are dividing us and, you know, political standings are dividing us. Um, any type of, like, adversity, color, um, size, um, habits, uh, all these things are, they're meant to, like, you know, categorize us. You know, and we do that. We we separate ourselves. But why? Everybody's talking about, like, you prefer to be called, you know, African-American. Do you prefer, you know, Italian-American? Are you an American-Italian? I have an Italian heritage, so I say I'm Italian. I'm American. Hello, winning reality. Way to come in two minutes before I finish. Um, we all come from the same place. We all come from the same beginnings. We're just different styles. I mean, why don't people ever think of it like that? I mean, if you go to a store, you can buy the same dress in how many different colors? It's still the same dress, but it looks completely different in every color. Uh, here we go. Caitlin, that's what she said. That's what she said. Oh, 
okay. I'm winning reality why he was coming in two minutes before I finish. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's not what I say. <laughs> not what I say but Caitlin I'm so proud of you for saying that Jesus Christ because Inya was right behind you like that's what she said y'all are degenerate and I love you <laughs> I do I love you to pieces uh, stole the words right out of my fingers <laughs> oh, it's not true not true he doesn't come in when I'm two minutes, you know, to finishing. Sometimes I finish, he doesn't even know because I don't make a sound. I just sit there just watching whatever, you know. I don't care who's in the room. I just mute myself. It's like, whatever. You're not going to hear me. You can't see me. Fuck you. I'm bored. It is what it is. You know, when you're watching like a three-hour movie with somebody and you can't talk during the movie, they're not actually in the room. You know, you got like eight people watching the same thing. You're like, eh, nobody will notice. How many times did you do that like in real life? <laughs> Caitlin's like, I can't breathe. Whatever. I keep buzzy. So buzzy. <laughs> it is what it is. Anyway, I'm so glad you all like enjoyed that he's here and you know it's a little cut up. Um I like I said, I've been going for five hours. I'm done. It's 12 o'clock. I need to eat. I need to drink something besides this really disgusting tap water. Uh, <laughs> which I'm just doing to be a bitch about now. That's not true. It's just all I have. Uh, my son took everything else that I had to drink. Uh, and you said, Shelly, I'm dying. Why? It's just, it's a thing. Okay. It's noon in New York. In New York, Cuddy? What are you trying to say? I don't think I like that, T-Rex. New York City? I'm not in New York City. I am in Hoboken. And it's still noon. So it's like, I'm going to go. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was a very long stream, but I I had a lot of fun. Um, I just I I just talked about a lot of stuff. That sermon really got to me. I wasn't kidding when I told you guys I made copious notes. And it's just because everything he said, I was like, oh yes. I was like, I feel you. Oh my God, yes. He finally somebody said it. I was so excited. And I just had nobody to, you know, start with because it was like, all right, this is just kind of my thing. <laughs> it's like, ow. But it is what it is. I, I'm glad I got to bring whatever he said to you. And hopefully, you know, you enjoyed it. Hopefully we laughed a lot. And I love you guys. Chad is good. Chad is wise. And chat knows all. I deserve I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Sorry. Ah, having said that, thank you all for coming by. <laughs>
And I really, I do love you guys. I will see you tomorrow morning and I will see you in the funny papers. Bye.